The current podcast is sponsored by Highly Addictive. Highly Addictive is here for your music recording needs. If you need a space to record your vocals or instrumentals, contact Highly Addictive. Don't be shy to record your music. Become inspired by Highly Addictive. Contact them through their site at highlyaddictivellc.com or follow them on Instagram through Highly Addictive LLC. Hope you book them. The current podcast is sponsored by New Life Barber Lounge. New Life is not another barbershop. This is a place where you will find great energy and a friend in the New Life crew. This is a place all about the experience. They will take care of you and have you looking spectacular. Don't waste your time at any other place. Go right now and follow them on Instagram at New Life Barbers and get yourself looking spectacular. What Welcome up? to What's the current podcast. Today you're here with your host, Manny. Enzo's in the building. Maury's What's in the up? building. Byron's in the What's building. Up? What's up? And you guys, we got a special guest. PJ's in the house today with us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank we you for appreciate you being here, man. Thank you for, Thank you for coming all the way out here. Yeah, yeah. Talking to us about man, your journey. I heard, I heard a lot about you, man. Oh, man. A lot about you. I mean, Manny's just been talking. Like, I hype like, you up, bro. That's why. He was like, man, we went to we went to the same college, and, and we and we were like doing our thing. And I'm like, man, you actually knew another barber back then. I, <laughs> I well, think... he wasn't a barber back then. Oh, you weren't. No, I was. no, low key. Oh, oh, oh. I okay, was. so tell me, okay. tell me, let, let, that's a well, perfect first, segue. First, let's talk about how we met. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Let's so, talk like, let's about how to... we met. So. It was like uh, unfortunate events, like the way we met, because. We're not the same majors. There's no other ways that we would have met in school besides the Hold way up, that we you, met. That that school has different majors. Yeah. Yes. So right. in, within the Christian college um, system, you guys can have what kind of what's well, your they're, major? Well, there's secular. Well, I mean, if you want to name it that, right? There's secular majors too. Like you can in major the in the same school. Yeah, yeah. yeah you oh, can really? major major in like computer saying. engineering, business, uh-huh. all that. It, the thing is, just that it's. You know, taught from like a biblical perspective yeah. or more. Even those classes? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, how would it be secular if it's taught? Well, let, let's. So, you're it... saying computer engineers taught from a biblical perspective? Yes and no. Okay, break yes it down. Yes and no. So, mainly how they work is everything is built off of just the center of God. However, the teaching that they give us is like. The normal classes that you get. If you ever been to a Christian school, they give you pace work. If you're in like middle school, high school, whatever for Christian school. What's pace work? Because pace I've work been. is like book work. It's not like your actual books. They're like um, booklets. Mm. That makes sense. Gotcha. But here we get the regular schooling, the regular education, as if you went to USC or um, Cal State Fullerton or whatever. Mm. But it's just regular work. But you have concerning uh, the Bible and and, and scripture and um, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but it's it's really not even that. They really teach about the actual real life stuff. So for me, I'm a psychology major or I was a psychology major. So with that being the case, we learned everything about psychology. It, and the the teacher was just focused on just praying before class, praying after. They have a different really? Yeah, they yeah. have a different mm-hmm. care. That's a whole different Yeah. Um, yeah. So think about it. Energy going into learning, man, yep. like yeah. mm-hmm. to 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 even have like okay, today we're going to learn algebra. And before we start, let's pray. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because even in like in public schools, yeah. what in the seventies they took that away where you couldn't pray in schools anymore. Yeah. yeah. And, and like yeah. that's 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 
that's kind of insane to think that there's actually I never. Well, even, it's a private institution, <laughs> I, so they're able to I practice that. I had no idea that. it was that. Yeah. You know, now yeah. that I, I might even set, tell my son, "Hey, man, that's the school you got to go to." Because <laughs> <laughs> hey, be I like that energy, bro. It's not, yeah. the, you know, yeah, that's it's dope. It's a good energy to have. You know, when I went to visit. Um, and I knew someone that went there as well. So he was a senior, so I got to hang out with him and understand what was, you know, his look on it, but I wanted my own perspective. Because mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, if you've been there for so long, you have the good and the bad of a perspective. Yeah. And I want to find out what that is for myself. Gotcha. You know, so when I went there and I went into a classroom and the teacher was like, let's pray, and I'm like, let's pray. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what kind of class is this? <laughs> right. I came from a public school. Right. No, that's you know, that's what I'm saying. Junior because college, I don't, public school. I can't even fathom yeah. praying in a in a like. I, I even feel now like sometimes I tell my barbers like, let me pray for you, and they be <laughs> just give me that like yeah that weird look like what are you Ooh, doing? Like, yeah. Like, All right, bro. I'll just walk away. Never mind. Then. <laughs> <laughs> like, but it's crazy to have a teacher actually say yeah. that. It's yeah. so it's kind yeah. of incredible. To, and they they always try to find a way to tie it back to Christianity in some sort of way. Yeah. You know, so depending on the class that you're taking. So let's say you have a political science class uh-huh. and that professor is going to go back into how it's biblical or tie it back into the Bible or something like that. Um, Where you guys can well, have there, some like discussions a lot. that I are mean, like if going you, If you're deep. talking about poli-sci, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what you're talking about. Um, poli-sci, there is a lot. Uh, when you look at the foundation of like, yeah, they weren't Christians, but there's a lot of Christian ideas within the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, politics, like, yeah. you know, so like there, those ideas are there so that they actually can talk about that stuff. Um, no, but like what my the, question is, is did, did it lead to like big group discussions or big group debates where people have like. Cause I'm I'm sure everybody in Syria interprets the Bible different in that type of school. Oh where it's like, yeah, you have, yeah. Like, there's always are, there's always discussion. You got like a Christian evangelical going in there, and then probably like a Catholic. Yeah, guy because it's a non-denominational oh, school. So yeah. Thing. It's so not like even yeah, you 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 deal with uh, Puritans, you deal with um, yep. Calvinists, you deal with uh, Lutherans, Episcopalians, Evangelicals, Protestants. Uh, Pentecostals, friends. Uh, you know of what Christ. my question? You know, I have. A, so, I mean, this might sound kind of it's a curveball, but do you guys think that like if humanity makes it another thousand years, because the way we're going, we're gonna destroy the Earth before, right? By by the climate or whatever, supposedly, uh-huh. or if God comes back. But do you guys think that in like a thousand years, there's gonna be another group of like we're gonna still be speaking the same faith, but it's gonna be like. Because it's like, at one point, it was Martin Luther that made the Lutherans, right? Or it derived well, from him, right? From, their, from, his, from his theology, his theology you and all that, right? Do yeah. you feel that thousand years from now, there's going to be the same type of stuff? Like, Well, yeah, there's somebody, always new theologians, and it depends on, like, um, what are they writing about? Like, there's current theologians now. Mm-hmm. Technically, anybody that studies the Bible is a theologian, just that there's difference in, like, how deep you are and how high your education is. You know, or if you're publishing new ideas, you know, within theology. Um, so it's like there's basic theologians, like someone who just goes to church and studies the Bible. That's a theologian because mm-hmm. they're studying the Bible. Mm-hmm. But then there's people that are, have like a higher way of thinking. And that's, you know, a more professional theologian. But things are still being published, man. So there there might be someone who grabs so like later, the new like idea. Billy Graham gets a... Type of denomination, or do or is that possible? That's my question. Or is that, yeah, no, it's possible. I mean, there's always uh new 
there's always sub branches within a branch. Uh-huh. Like for example, uh, the church we go to, which is Foursquare, uh-huh. that's um, a sub branch of Pentecostal. Okay. But it's not full Pentecostal like the way you know. Yeah. You look at Pentecostal. It's a sub a sub component of that branch though. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, uh, and then you know PJ and I met at a speech class, uh-huh. right? Learning how to <laughs> spoke, huh? <laughs> Public speaking Who class. Taught you how to speak? class. And in that class, I remember you know the professor made us do a lot of group activity, a lot of hanging out. <laughs> Talking yeah. to each other. And that's what him, like, you know, we're kind of forced to get it to know everybody in that class. And PJ and I just hit it off, you know, yeah. like we got yeah. along very well. Heck yeah. I mean, um, Manny's very uh, uh, approachable guy. Approachable, approachable and, guy. Uh, you know, For sure, yes. friendly. He's yes. also, uh, what's that word I was, uh, there's a word, a specific word, which is easygoing. Yes. You know, you get, yes. easy, you, you, Perfect it's word. very hard not to get along with this guy. Green. You know, if if you don't get along I, I, with Manny, I have, I have my moments. <laughs> I do too. No, no, you're right. But on um, first icebreaker moment type thing, like on first, like first impressions. Oh, um, I had my moments. I mean, first impression. I, I mean, for I feel uh, like he was just easy, man. Guy, easy going, man. No, he was he was definitely nah, easy going. You, bro. Um, I would say my my well, our in, instructor was more kind of like egging it on more of a force than letting it be natural mm. and he was I, like i, p- I want to pair you up yeah. yeah it's 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 like i don't want to it's kind of like oh, i have no option to meet then other than right. to talk to this person right that's right. how it was but you never like you didn't think like something's gonna come out of this yeah. or like we're actually gonna get along yeah you know you just yeah. don't know like you're like we might right. get along I mean, we might not, not get along that, that's how relationships are usually yeah. yeah you know you just gotta wing it and see what happens yeah even even with friends as as males, like and sometimes that you know it's crazy that uh I'm 30 now and I just realized that um that whole concept of no no new friends is, is BS because God I feel like places people in our life mm-hmm. for a reason and, and sometimes that Absolutely. concept of no new friends and, and, and buying into that type of thinking will block your blessing because you don't know well, who... it's the same thing like not wanting to learn any trait. Right. Yep. You know? Or or being that's being so narrow minded because I yep. recently, man, like I've made friends even going to like like the weed shop, literally like, hey, uh he says something he comments something about my car and then I said, "Yo, you need a haircut." And then ever since then, bro, we've been we played back. We got on the same basketball team. We go work out together. Like we chill, and it's like and we even talk about marriage. He's about to get married, and I'm married already. So we like, and it was just all off of him saying something. And then I just said, "Yo, you need a cut, bro." Like I'm a barber. And then ever since then, he he's like, "It's dope." Shout out to my boy Frank. But I've learned that now that like you know God places people, in it. and then sometimes it's dope that somebody was like, "Nah, y'all gonna be." Paired up, link it, and then mm. how many years ago was this? Whew, this was probably like 2015. Damn. Yeah. And y'all kept the communication re- even after. Well, we followed each yeah. other through IG, and yeah. it's like it's like you know, like yeah, we'll like each other post here and there, mm-hmm. you know. And then recently, I reached out to him because I was like, dude, I I want to know what this guy because like because I remember back then too, you were also into choir, and I mm-hmm. remember you were trying you to do sing, something bro? with singing. Yeah, he's like, got a good yeah. voice, bro. Yeah, I was like about R and B voice yeah. type. I know that Manny I'm, was. I'm alright. I'm alright. You got like an R and B voice type. I get that R and B vibe from you, though. I'm not gonna front. Yeah, to be honest, I'm I'm more of a worshiper at heart, um, and I literally set myself 
wholly and solely in God. So, yeah. That's dope. No, I mean, but I'm saying, like, the vocals, I feel like, would come from that, like... Yeah. You know I mean, what I'm saying? Like, I mean my, my background, my dad was an R&B artist. Um, really? He wasn't, he wasn't super, super known. But, but in the he, 90s, I'm sure there was mad, there was mad artists that cut cut yeah. records and, and still so, had it popping on the radio, you know? So 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 try going back 20 to 30, well, 20 years before that. So about in the 70s, oh, shit. my dad would, so Capitol Records was A&R. Mm-hmm. And my dad was signed to them. And um, he didn't get as famous as all the other artists did because think about it, you got Tony, 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 you got the Jacksons, you got all these different people that's coming in that's so famous. It's competition. It's competition. Right. And he's by himself. Right. So he's like, okay, I'm in a room full of these people, so now what am I supposed to do, right? So it's kind of like now they're like, I'll give you a distribution deal because Tony, Tony, Tony is bigger. They're worldwide and you're only in certain areas mm. of the of the state of California that's not enough gotcha you know so which made which made better sense for him um but he he was able to write for a lot of greats play with a lot of greats like Sly and the Family Stone that was back in the 60s really good big big band you know wrote for a lot of them and even the whispers I mean my dad my uncles and my family I grew up around so that so y'all musically inclined just musically it's inclined in yes it's, it's in the veins yeah dad dancing uh Everything, man, That's to be dope. honest. Yeah, it was a blessing just to have a family. And still have my parents still to this day. They've been together since 13, 14 years old. And I get to see the fruit of that. And now I get to live it the way that God sees it for me to build my own my own uh, lineage, my own um, family. So, yeah. That's dope, bro. That's beautiful. Yeah. No, that's beautiful because a lot of people don't realize that you have a legacy. Everybody has a legacy. Mm-hmm. And... and we come from legacy, you know what I'm saying? And some some of us have a beautiful legacy and some of us have to build our own legacy. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's, it's it's dope that you recognize that you got a a, a family that got music in them and you're like, mm-hmm. all right, let me let me continue to Yeah. Well, as the Bible that, says, you know, yeah. a good man, a good father leaves an inheritance right. for his family, mm-hmm. which is what he's music. trying to build yeah, for his that. Yeah. yeah. So, so you worship and are you working on any music right now? Or? I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I I took a break, a, a long break. Um, I had a season where I was really writing at least about 200 songs per week. Really? Per week, man. And it was to a point where I was literally writing for about, let's say, for like a whole year. So I did at least about 1,500 songs, but never got to put them out um, because... I'm not going to pay for it because I've been blessed to have a studio in my own house. Right. Um, so... I'm in Azusa, and I'm like, okay, well, this is not going to work out. I can't do nothing about it. I have school. It's a lot going on. So I had to focus on what I could have focused on. So, yeah, I remember back then yeah. you were you were in that struggle because mm-hmm. we also talked about it. Yeah. You were debating, like, I don't know if I want to go to this, you know, into this music major. Yeah. So hold on, I, you guys started school in, what, 2011 then and then finished in 2015? So I transferred in at APU yeah, in I transferred 2012 in. Oh, okay. from yeah. uh, Chabot College in Hayward, California. Gotcha. Kind of near uh, Oakland, San Leandro, those areas. But um, yeah, yeah, 2012, and we met what 2015. 15, yeah. So that was a year before I graduated. Yeah. Yeah. Oh snap! Because yeah, we both graduated in uh, 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I graduated in December. You were. I think no, I graduated in the fall as well. Oh, okay, then we were yeah, together. So, yeah, yeah, graduated we together. together. See, look, look at that. That's crazy. <laughs> well, yeah. How how has life treated you after after um? Graduating in Azusa, life was 
I'll put it like this. Life was definitely challenging, but worth it. And let me just dissect it a little bit. So let's let's put it from graduation. Okay, I'm done. Um, my parents wanted me to go home. And I'm like, well... Go back I'm, to the Bay? Go back to the Bay Area. So mm-hmm. I'm like, well... That, that's not going to work for me because I have a job. I was working at Watch Station slash Fossil. So I don't know if you guys know what that brand is. Yeah, Fossil? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so right. I was working with that company, and I was like, I need a place to stay. There's no way. So um, You saw wife, your future there? What, in LA? Like, no, 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 in that in that job? No, like, not like at all. Not at all. Or? That was just something I was doing while I was in college. Oh, okay. So I was just trying to make some extra money. Mm, you know, right. I don't like to bug my parents a lot about, you know, money and stuff like that. Your, your that own gets basic needs that uh, you can't cover exactly. yourself if you can have a job. Exactly. Stuff, so sure. I was I was blessed to have, well, she's my wife now, but my, my wife was my girlfriend at the time, and her auntie was like, who I call my auntie, she was like, well, I have somebody that wants to rent out a room for $500. I said, bet, I'll take it. Right. So I just ran with that, and I was able to do whatever I could, and it was just wonderful because the family took me in as their own. And um, that's, after that— that's, that's dope. Yeah, man, and after that, I was just like, okay, what's next? And my parents were like, man, you should come home. That way you can save some money. I know you want to marry your wife and everything. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I remember cool. that too. I remember yeah. we were talking about that. You were yeah. saving up. You were already trying to plan your future with her. Yeah. I remember so all you that. you were real yeah. serious about it. Oh, no, joke. he's a very serious uh, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I don't I don't play around. Yeah, uh, yeah. I do not play when around. When he says he's going to do something, it's going to get done. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, he's no, goal-oriented goal guy. Even yeah. with um, your wife, she. how long have you been with her? I have, okay, so I've known her for practically eight and a half, nine years. Okay. Uh, we dated for three and a half and then got married in our fourth year. Mm. Um, and then about 2017, March, got married. But let's 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 go back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. the process was I want to see that, that transition. Yeah, like, yeah. what, how did, because, you know, you graduated as a psych major. Yeah, that's what know, I was going to say, you were too, also, the transition. You yeah, know, like, you were also, like, trying to do the music thing. Yeah. But then we yeah. want to get, like, how'd you get to the barbering thing? Like, what were the okay. things you tried, okay. you know, as okay. you were trying to figure that out? Okay, so let me, let me just piggyback. Let's, let's go back a little bit. So when I moved back to, back home to the Bay Area with my parents, so I told my pastor because I was in a group called us Alice. It's a Bible study. Gotcha. Um, just learning the Bible a lot deeper than normal. Um, but I was, how can I say, I had a hardened heart because there were just things that I had in myself and I didn't, I didn't allow God in at all. So I'm like, there's no way you're going to be able to get anything out of me if I'm not giving nothing fully to God. So it's like your hand has to be taken off because, you know what I mean? I have to give God everything first. I have to be all in. So Mm -hmm. that's how I saw it. And he was like, okay, you need to go back home. You know what I mean? Go back home for however long it takes. I would prefer you be there like at least about two, two months, three months and come back. But he said, if you come back different, that that's just for Alice. You graduated from that because you become 180. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, from having a hard heart to a pure heart. And I was like, okay. So I went back home, you know, and I focused on what are the things that are inside of me. So this was like a moment of meditation. Yes, moment of meditation. So a moment, moment of, of self-reflecting. Self-reflecting. And everything. trying to figure out yes. like, all right, what is going on with me internally? Yeah. What are those, those yeah. you know, maybe childhood yeah. issues is, is and kinda, everything? Is that kind of like... Um, 
I, I like to call it the moment where you ask yourself your your like your the why moment. Yeah. When you start asking yourself why I'm what why am I this doing? why that and trying going? to figure out the it's root like, of it because I feel like when you start asking yourself why it leads to a how uh-huh. or a what. Uh-huh. Or it just always starts leading when you start meditating and asking yourself where you're headed. And, you know, because I'm very goal-oriented myself mm-hmm. and I have always those moments where, like, especially now recently, like, I, I've even had my barbers be like, they're like, man, you, you're on another you're on another one, man. Like, because uh-huh. it's like, I just, I don't know if it's, it's, I don't know if it's about being a father, too, where you just want to fix stuff. Yeah. Or you see an issue and you just want to, like, as a man, it's just almost like your job to fix something that's wrong. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But once you're you're yeah. in Azusa, what really made you like say I'm a major in music and take that step? Because for me, I was a ma- music well, major. Well, no, too. His, his major was uh, psychology. So let, let's let's, oh, let's back up again because I switched it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm glad you said that because okay, I, I was that. a music major when yeah. I came in I, initially. Then. <laughs> That's initially, how I met him. And yeah. psychology was my my uh, minor. Minor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, okay, this is too much. Did your wife go to that same school too? Oh, of course. Oh, so that you guys think that English major, journalism, emphasis. Oh, dope, yeah, dope. I met her at open mic night. Oh, see, so you, you, you were already hitting flows. the nose. Yeah, you were already hitting the nose when it when you were talking about R and B style, right? Because I am a humongous fan of music, Soul Child. I can so, tell, bro. And I, I was dre- I used to dress like him. I used to want to look Yo, like I him know. and be this guy. <laughs> I saw it in the I, boots today. <laughs> <laughs> And set it off. Hey, hey, yo, (laughs) it's the truth. But I'm a huge music soul child fan too, so that's why I can tell. I I can't help it, man. He's he's really good at what he does. Dope. Um, But I was singing two of his songs, and um, I met my wife that night. um, But I couldn't do anything about it because I was in a productive relationship. And with that being said, I don't know if people know what productive really means when I'm saying that. But that's just like you're learning a lot about yourself. But this relationship will not work. If that makes sense. Um, because you can tell, you can tell when something you were, is so real. You were already with somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but it was somebody it was, else. But it was you. Was it was basically you took that you took that realization as like, okay, I'm learning about myself, but yeah. I know this is not. This is just gonna be a dead end street. Basically. Yes, yes, exactly. But I I looked at it as okay. So I'm looking at my wife. You know how people say, oh man, when you see that person that's you for know you, she's you yeah. know she's the one. Yeah, she knows it, she's the one. I know it don't sound. I nah, know it sounds I'm, cliche. I'm making, I, I really know it sounds like it's cliche. Nah, it's not but even cliche. It nah. be I knew I knew it was real it, because when real. we talked, I yeah. was like, "Oh yeah, this dude is all yeah. it, like it's, it's gonna truth. happen." I could see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's no, the, it's the truth, and I'm just like, okay. So with that being said, she's off limits because. I'm more of tunnel vision. My wife always tell me, you were super tunnel vision. I seen you all the time. Like, after we met that night, you didn't even know who I was. But I'm like, yo, like, I'm so focused on who I'm talking to, regardless if it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. Because still in the in the bad, you can find so many good things about yourself or bad things that could turn into good because I'm always focusing on what the Bible says about that. God can take anything bad and turn it into good. Right. Yeah. So... I don't say that my previous relationship was a bad one. I would say it was a learning experience that I need to know more about myself. I needed to grow up. Every every section of your life is you don't, about you maturity. Don't t- you don't take it as a loss. Take no, it as a lesson. Nah. No, that's nah. a lesson. It, it helps you it for the me. next one. Yeah. It helped me to be better for my wife. No, for sure. That's period. So, yeah. And for my kids. And, and when you... So you 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 sang the song. You guys laid eyes on each other. And no, no. What do no. you mean? How was that? Nah, I didn't even lay eyes on her. So <laughs> you said she saw nah. you or, or yeah, she she saw me. She mentioned she she yeah. she um. How do I say it? She mentioned it to him after. Right, that yeah. she she noticed you from that. 
That open mic. Well, let's put it like this. I saw her on stage speaking because she was doing a spoken word. Oh, so she did one too. Yeah, she yeah, she had on a dope fit. She had on like I can still remember to this day. She had on dope boots, nice pair of uh jeans, whatever it was, and it was like she had on this denim, well not denim jacket, it was like a blue red or blue jacket. It was red, I think. And you know, it was just like I dig your swag. Like I, I dig what you was writing about. And, you know, after the whole show was over, I was like, You an English major, huh? And she was like, How in the world do you know? I'm like, Well, I could just tell how you structure your writing, you mm. know? And it's like it's I like those things. It's super organized. It was well put. And it's like that was her first time, but it seemed like it was it's as funny. if she's done it forever. It's funny because you're saying that, because if I would have gone to college, that would probably wouldn't would have been my one of my majors. English or, English or minor, yeah, because yeah. I, love, I love to write and stuff, but yeah. I, I just dropped out. Anyway, but carry on, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you good. You good. But I'm just, I'm just saying, like, at the end of the day, um, that's how we connected. That's how we met. And I was just like, um, I can't do nothing about that, even though in the back of my mind, I'm like, all I felt was like, that's it. But I'm like, I have to be kind of like how... Um, Russell Wilson was to Sierra, like he knew that she was the one, you know what I mean? But God was calling him to do something higher where he had to control himself and say, this is something that you have to lead her in to show her something different, mm. you know? And God was teaching me that self-control has to start now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So by that being the case, I was like, okay, cool. Well, I can't say nothing about it. I'm like, cool, whatever. Yeah, you had to learn how to steward yourself. Exactly. And be a That's leader yourself. Steward, steward, yeah. Before you can lead someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So after that, um, like I said, I was in a productive relationship. So that summer, you know, we we broke that off. And then I was just like, cool. Like, I feel a lot freer. Now I can really just think and write. Because I couldn't write during that time. It was just too much clouded vision and everything. Was the, the, was the productive relationship, was she secular or was she Christian also? Or? Uh, she, she was Christian too as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but long distance. That's what mm. it was. You know what I mean? And it just wasn't wasn't right. I mean, I was going to totally against, I was doing everything that, that God didn't appreciate. you appreciate. shouldn't be doing. Exactly. So I can admit all that stuff. You know what I mean? So fast forward, summertime hits. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm working on my album. This is when I did actually R&B album with my dad. However, it didn't feel right to me. You know what mm. I mean? Just being a person that's supposed to really just do music in God. You know, and I wrote. So you've already said in that devotion in your heart that everything that this these lung these lungs mm-hmm. spell out is gonna be for God. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be nothing for. Yep. And maybe just for my wife. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Period. And it's just like um, one of the one of the beautiful things was I was just writing and I was just thinking about the time that I met her and I was like, huh, never met someone like you. I was like, okay, I'm gonna write a song about that. But it was all structured around her. And I was like, all I remember is her dope outfit. I don't remember her name. I don't remember what she looked like because at the end of the day, she changes her hair every single day. So a woman, you know how they have those um, those Instagram posts and they're like, oh, man, get your woman that can look five different ways. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Different you know looks. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Different looks. So I'm just like, uh, nah, I don't remember you. So when we got back to school and yeah, we met pit. at the same different place, look. barbecue pit, everything different day. We had the same friends and sh- she was like, uh, do you remember me? And I was like, nah. I don't remember you. 
So she, like, kind of scarred. Like, you don't remember me? Like, what the heck? We had a conversation. <laughs> you was at the barbecue pit, did a little project, offered me a chip, and I took it. Like, I don't understand. You don't remember me? So then a mutual friend was like, yo, this is who she was. This is what she wore. I was like, oh. He's like, I I'm wrote sorry. a song about you. Right. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What, what kind of hairstyle did you have that day? And she was like, well, I have my hair like a flat iron. I was like, oh, that was you. After That's seeing crazy. a picture, like, her okay cool nah they do change when they if it goes from curly yeah to natural hair oh, man, to straight his, right. his wife is uh biracial oh nice. he, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. yeah so yeah beautiful. she has a lot of looks too i'll be like like oh, wait a minute what <laughs> Who is this woman? I don't remember. I ain't wake up to that, that one <laughs> <laughs> definitely a different yeah. person now yeah us guys we only got one look yeah and we try to make it work. <laughs> sorry, babe. It's either you got one. Sorry. I mean, I ain't got a beard, so it's like you either got a beard or you don't. He's, in, he's, oh, yeah. he's waiting for that lock to come in. It's coming, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> man. Stop it. I rebuke hey. you, Satan. So. Hey, you better have faith. <laughs> you better have faith for that beard to come in, nah, brother. I've been praying, man. God's coming. <laughs> <laughs> I've been praying. Yeah, open like, up the pores. Right. Let, yeah. let the hair grow out. No, Give me some beard no, oil. Holy water. Let me get a beard kit. No, yeah. Holy water. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> um, but um, but that's dope, dude. How you met her? Um, but going back to your meditation thing and talking about the whys, because you mm-hmm. know we went a little tangent. Yeah, but going on that moment where you're, you, you know, you you're, you listen to your pastor, you mm-hmm. go back to the bay. Yeah, you know, to yeah. you know, figure out the whys, mm-hmm. and you know, and meditate and just take this time. Mm-hmm. You know, t- two to three months. Mm-hmm. What happens there? You it know, it actually turned in. So what's so funny is. Two to three months in, there was uh, my wife and I's um, two people in our church was getting married. Mm-hmm. So I went back out just to visit and I ran into my pastor and he said, look, he said, why are you not here? And I'm like, oh, snap, you're right. I was supposed to be here two to three months. He was like, yeah. He was like, I'd rather you stay here or come back here broke, right? And, you know homeless or whatever and full of God and growing like never before than going home and not growing at all and just growing in flesh. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was like, wow. So I didn't take it as as great because I was just like, oh, that's kind of deep. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> that's kind of deep. Yeah. Wait a minute. I, I, I don't know about the homeless part. I'm like, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. So then I went home and I was like, okay, what am I supposed to do? So then that's when I started to dissect what are the things that I struggle with? What are the things that I need to work on? To, you had a lot of grow? self-awareness. I had a lot of self-awareness, but it, how it was like a mirror. This? How old are you? Um, how, how old when, was I? When, yeah, when you were going through that. Um, so it was, let's see, we got married in 2017. So about 2016. So I'm thinking I'm about 20, like earlier or mid-20s. I can't remember exactly how old I was, to be honest. Um, but I remember... I remember going back. But this is like early twenties that you had this awareness of yourself yeah. that you were like, yeah, I want to, yeah. I want to serve God. I want to, I want to sing. To oh God. man, I've, I've been. Let's 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 just back up even further. I have been. Oh, thank you. I have been um, following Christ since I was three, actually since I was born, um, and it's like, to be honest, the more and more that that you actually have a relationship with Him, the more and more. It, it it starts to make you want to be more intimate, you know? And it's like the more you focus on him and dial more into what he's saying, because I truly believe that 
the only way you find your identity is through the Bible, through the Word, because He gives you who you are. He tells you who you are. Yeah, you got to go to the Creator to figure that, out who that, you are. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. And Amen. I'm just like, in order for me to be able to grow and come back here and be able to get married to my wife, I have to literally sacrifice myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, in a different way. So, my parents, I have one of the most amazing parents ever, um, and they love me to death, but when you have that that hold on you, any parent that's their last baby, you are the baby, you're the out of the whole two. I'm, I have a sister, she's older, but I'm the only child as a boy, so it's like, I I don't want you to go. I don't want you to struggle. I want you to be able to, to be engulfed in us. You know what I mean? Rely on us. But what does that look like to God? Mm. That was my thing. Because God, God speaks about man got to leave his home. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you got to leave and cleave. That's period. And I had to leave and cleave early, like completely early. So I had to write a letter and everything um, to my parents, just letting them read it because I couldn't explain it because really? emotions wrote, would come. You... I wrote a whole letter. It was eight pages. What do you mean your emotions would come where it... Because when, when I'm expressing things to my dad, it's like, I, I don't want them to take it the wrong way. I don't want them to look at it as, like, I don't appreciate you. But it's like, I had to really let my pastor read it. Like, this is what, what I'm writing. What do you think? Oh, I love that. Let them read that. Mm. And it was just, I needed to pray because I don't know who else has um, parents or whoever's listening who has parents. And you're trying to, like, grow and, you know what I mean, move to a different state or move to a different city on your own and, and really learn and allow God to teach you new things. You know what I mean? As you're walking with him, because my whole life, even now, it's been a leap of faith. Right. So after when I did all that, my parents received it, everything, I left. And I was homeless for a whole year. A whole year. Thank thank God that one of the guys in the church allowed me to work in his shop unlicensed. Mm. Unlicensed. Shout out to Will McClain. Um, so that's when you came back from the bay to here. That's, yeah, from the bay to here, yeah. So... so yeah. That was when you already like you already cutting hair in, in high school and like So I wasn't okay, so the barbering thing, let's let's put that in there too. Yeah. So my pastor, his name is Kareem Hickman. Um he was a best friend, still is, he's everything. <laughs> he was like, Look, I cut hair and I'm a pastor, but I still got a nine to five at the same time. You know, and he was like So that was a side hustle. Yeah, that was his side hustle, literally. Like, was and, a was a pastor had a nine to five and then had a side hustle. Cutting yeah, hair. cutting hair. That he is so really good. Dope. Really good. That's really good. And this Man. is the Bay Area. Bay Area. Bay Area. Fairfield, California. I'm so born and raised like, in Richmond. So. I'm gonna bless you, and I'm gonna bless you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he was, he literally was like, "Look, you blessing watch me. you spiritually, and then yeah. blessing yeah. you with the yeah. trade." Oh yeah, he was like, "You watch me all the time. You you like the reactions that people get from the hair because you love it. You like lining yourself up." Literally, he's like, "Why don't you just turn into a side hustle and see what happens?" I'm like, "Dude, you know something. God must have told you something because I'm doing it currently. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but yeah. Anyways, so him doing that, I was just like, okay, what is he saying? He kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Like me, Barbara, and I want to just travel in the world and just sing, minister. That's what I wanted to do. Mm. You know. So, and me and my sister was doing that for years. I'm talking about Showtime at the Apollo. I'm talking about opening up for Rihanna and um. In New York at Arthur Ashe uh, Stadium, tennis, and just opening up for her and singing, you know, different Disney songs in our album and meeting all these people. We got to really live the life of a lot of my friends, what they get to live now. I got to see all that at an early age when there was no social media. Mm. And it was it was cool 
But the thing was, when we were singing our gospel music, what, what took everything away was the fact that we didn't have no relationship with God for ourselves. Mm-hmm. It was just through my parents and what they wrote. So it was like, okay, and my sister was like... So it was like a vague type of feeling. It, it's yeah. kind of like... It's, it's real, but it's vague yeah. because you really don't know who he is. Right, yeah. and that, that's yeah. how it is even for me because I was raised in a Christian home, but it's not until... I hit rock bottom that I had mm-hmm. to really seek the the yes, his yes, presence and yes, seek him. Yes. And like I'm not perfect, you know, I'm still dealing with stuff where I feel like God is working in me. It's a process. Yeah. And I'm like right now I'm reading that book Crazy Faith and okay. one thing that stuck to me big is that my, my, uh, Pastor Michael Todd wrote um it's not about perfection, it's about progression. Uh-huh. And and that's something that's really sticking to me. I'm like I know mm-hmm. I be having slip-ups and and but it's like nah my biggest thing I'm happy I haven't had a slip up with my addiction, which is I feel like he delivered that from me. Yeah, beautiful, but beautiful. I still get angry. I still have my temper that I'm like, yeah. you know, and it's crazy because I've seen this one thing on Instagram recently where it was, uh, you pray for patience and God will send you people to be patient about. Uh-huh. You pray for your courage and God will make you, put you in a situation that will have, ask you to be courage, yeah. to be, you know, courageous. And it's crazy how sometimes we don't, I never thought about it like that. Uh-huh. I never really thought about and then I heard I, I just watched another sermon where it was like Biden actually me and Biden watched it right Biden yeah like um, on Monday right <laughs> about how um, your mentor is your torment sometimes mm-hmm. so one one thing mm-hmm. that he he's not telling you and he should tell you because that's a great testimony about him what oh, what is that you you got off pills man oh no for sure I wasn't gonna go into that but I was kind of I didn't want to deviate from his uh, story about barbering yeah stuff. no but. One of the things that he's been doing, you know, like he's already been sober, what, eight months already? Yeah, I think he's going almost on 10. Let me check. Let me, let me, because I haven't yeah. checked. I haven't checked. Yeah, he, he has his whole calendar, but that's the thing we've been grateful, you know, that's with God and, and with him. That's a blessing. And Not one of the real. things he's been starting to do at his shop is when he's cutting hair, uh-huh. he's been putting preachings like, you know, yeah, just Pastor some... Todd, TD Jakes, whatever, that's you know. beautiful, yeah. yeah. And it's like he's been seeing how that's helping him. Yeah. But also, it's been God's ministry uh, helping to the people, people that you know? he's cutting up. Yeah, it's just bouncing yeah. off, right? Mm-hmm. Bouncing off. It's yeah. all good energy, and I feel yeah. like some people are very receptive to it, and they don't even yeah. know, like, oh man, I need this, I needed uh-huh. it, thank you, you know. And then I've been having some deep conversations, and it's usually in the morning. So like my my morning appointments, yeah, I tell them you guys are getting my ire of power because. I usually have that plane in the car on the way to the shop. Yeah. And then by the time I'm getting into the um, the shop, I'm, I just keep playing the whatever's on YouTube. And then I'm like, well, this is still my hour of power. And then it's funny because then when my barbers come in, I'd be like, my bad, bro. Church is over. You know, because I feel like they're like, I'm at a barber shop. Why are you playing this? And I used to be at a shop where like, <laughs> bro, my boy, shout out to my boy Trey. I love my boy. But it's like he had this thing where he would play the monotone Bible app. On uh-huh. uh, at the at the barbershop. Okay, and that was just different, okay. bro. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, like monotone. Different. It's yeah. different. So yeah, it is. I would always tell him, like, bro, why don't you put a, a sermon or a preaching? Like, that'll be more people will be more receptive to it. Yeah, because it almost felt like you would walk into the shop and it'd feel like so holy. It'd be like all you needed was a because, oh, oh, oh. like, bro, <laughs> you don't remember Marty show? Like when when. Uh, yeah, uh, like I it was mean, just so mono, cause I, but it was I the was, monotone. I never saw that in Trey. It was, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> it was the monotone, but he doesn't do it now. But it was like right when he had. Um, and I'm pretty sure he had like the King James version. So yes, it was like, like oh, shout not. Yes, yeah, but, it, but it, and, and you know what? It's like, house, sound like at, Romeo and Juliet, at huh? that exactly. <laughs> at that time, I was like living in sin and living in iniquity and stuff. So it's like it's a trip now that. 
five years into owning my shop, I'm going through, I went through my own deliverance, you know, yeah. God delivered me. And then now yeah, I'm playing beautiful. sermons and stuff. And I'm like, bro, I used to look at this dude like he was, and it was crazy to me, bro. Cause like oh, yeah. back then we used to have debates about like at the barbershop, you had barbershop debates, right? Of course. Yeah. So we, 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 we would like to get into taboo debates. Uh, so he'd be talking about spirituality, the law of attraction, uh -huh, uh -huh. And, and all this stuff, which I understand, and I've, I've, I've kind of covered it just to learn what it is. Yeah. And then I'd be like, but then I'd be like, my foundation is Christ and God and everything. So then I would, I would come back with that. Being that I'm so vague with it that I didn't really know it. I wasn't versed in it like, you know, Manny is or what maybe you are and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And like, I would still use that like, nah, bro, God's the way and everything. And then, Bro, just flipped it on his script and God uh, just... It's one of the best analogies that I can give towards that is like, you know, the the people who actually live out their life with Christ and stuff, it's like they ate an orange, uh, right? And they tell you like, this is how it tastes like. This is the texture. And usually what happens to a lot of people that go to church is they go and they hear from the pastor and they're hearing how he ate the orange, right? Uh -huh. Eight months. By, by and the then, awesome. Eight, eight months. months I got it right. Appreciate That's you, awesome. Thank you. And it's like when they hear the pastor, they're hearing Don't. about like, all right, this is how the orange tastes like. This is the texture of the orange. This is the color of the orange. But they themselves have never seen that color. They themselves have never tasted that. Then themselves yeah. don't know the texture of it. Yeah. So then it's like, that's where that you know what you were talking about how mm -hmm. it feels vague mm -hmm. because you just heard the stories mm -hmm. but you haven't lived it yourself exactly you haven't chewed on the orange yourself yeah exactly that. yeah, that, yeah that's that's how i would that's give that real. analogy yeah yeah. yeah that's true very nah, true i definitely feel yeah. like in this in these nine almost nine months it's been that process for me i'm like yo with god that was you god that was you everything oh snap and then even in the storm sometimes there's stuff that like i'd be looking at it like dude what and then last week I learned about lamenting with these guys, uh -huh. and it's been something where I've even practiced that now. Where I'm it's because like, we're uh, we're talking about how like lamenting isn't taught in a lot of churches. Yeah, you know, and sometimes people feel afraid to let out their true feelings before God. Okay, or even sometimes even curse because like sometimes that's a form of expression. Uh -huh. You know, and when you look at the Psalms, you know, uh -huh. you you can see their anger and frustration. You know, as the the vocabulary that they choose, yeah, you know. Yeah. And it's just, they're venting. Uh -huh. It's like, and I was telling them, you know, like, when God looks at that, he looks at it like from a father perspective, where it's like, uh -huh. if you see your kid throwing a tantrum, you understand it's a tantrum. You uh -huh. understand that it doesn't deserve punishment. Uh -huh. It's just a tantrum. Uh -huh. You know, so it's the same thing. Like, if you need to vent and mm -hmm. let that out with God, he's going to understand. Like, mm -hmm. that's a tantrum. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to... Uh, there's no punishment for that. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 No, I get that. What's one of the... What's one of the... Um, so now, I mean... Well, you went through through your lamenting and you're figuring out. Mm -hmm. So was yeah. it in the process of barbering and all that that you were like figuring it out and going through? You're like, dang, what am I gonna do? Or is it no? Or is that kind of like that? Or do you still barber? Are you still so, full time barbering? So let, let me put. I'll answer that first. I am full time barber. Dope. You know, and my wife is doing harder work than I am taking care of these kids For while sure. I'm gone. Our beautiful kids. So. That's that's a lot more work than what I'm doing. I I don't really see it as work. Wait, I don't either, bro. to be honest. And it's like <laughs> I love what I do. What I exactly exactly because I was gonna say that. And what what I look at it is I always tell every person that I cut. I'm like, one of the questions I've always had was that my clients will ask that's brand new. Is this always what you wanted to do? 
And I say, heck no. I didn't want to cut hair. I wanted to travel the world, do this and do that. I wanted to do what God wanted me to do. But how can I say that if God has put me in a position where it's more of an I need you? Because if I do music, it's like it's so easy to just be like, I, I don't need you. Because I have the have the fame, I have the fortune, I have everything. Right. And it's like God was like, uh uh-uh, uh, that's not it. That's not it at all. Humble you. And I was like, I was like, God, one night I was like, God, I, I really want to know what else is there to me. Because I don't want to be identified as you sing. That's all you do. That's mm-hmm. all it is. I'd rather be like how it was in the Bible where they were talking about having God given multiple like uh Talents, uh, and, talents and money. You know what I mean? I want to be the person that actually have multiple things. What yeah. else is there what to me? What did you produce Let me multiply whatever I get. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's not just my kids. It's not, not just that. But what else is in me that I can be used for that I don't know of? So How I'm can like, I impact? Exactly. That's what I've been big on exactly. lately. Exactly. And that's why I'm like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do here? You want me to do barbering? I know nothing about barbering. I don't even consider myself a barber. Because at the end of the day, God called me to this. So I look at it as ministry. Because it's nine times out of ten, people people are like, Man, I can't go to counseling. I don't like it. How many times how many people that you know that's a male is gonna tell you, I'm not doing no no counseling? Nobody wants to talk to anybody. But guess what? What are barbers? We have the microphone. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, nobody wants to speak up because they feel like they ain't got no voice. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially when you get in a chair. When they sit in that chair, they're like, yeah, oh, man, I feel so open to even say something because they can feel they can feel your presence. They can feel your vibe. And they're like, they man, I feel, love this. I feel like some people can feel how open and vulnerable. That's, this yeah. guy, man, that's a, yeah. one of the first things he's doing. How's your day? How you doing? This, this yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm I love to talk like and that's yeah, what people yeah. trip out because I'm I'm the type of dude that will I'll cut your hair but I'll be talking at the same time. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that a lot of barbers that will start talking and then forget to cut your hair because they're yeah. just caught up in the conversation. Yeah. So yeah. it's like they love that I could do both, but yeah. I, I just like cause I love what I do. Yeah. But it's 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 incredible that to it's been therapeutic for me too mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I go in there and sometimes there's older clients that yeah. will put you on game yeah. and they'll they'll lay down some stuff that you're like I never thought about it like yeah, that like yo like and I feel like uh, the barbershop that's why I like having the taboo conversations because mm-hmm. we're bridging gaps sometimes yep and that yeah. a lot of people don't they rather not touch the subject yeah. but in the barbershop amongst men we can understand each other instead of putting so much emotion behind it. Yeah. Even though oh, there will be emotions, because I've said some stuff in the shop that I never thought I would say that. Mm. I w- it came out of vulnerability, mm. but I know it helps somebody else mm-hmm. because then the next time they, that same client came in, it's like we were talking about some other deep level stuff that they were and like... And what ends up happening absolutely. too is that maybe the client that's sitting there waiting hears what you guys are talking right. about and it's now they want to open up. Absolutely. They want to chime in into that absolutely. conversation. Right. You know? Nah, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. But yeah. I feel like... I, um, I also feel that... Because um, I feel like when I started barbering, my dad told me that years ago that it's a form of ministry where you can... You you can reach people a lot of people through God just by cutting their hair because yeah. where are they gonna go when you're cutting their hair yeah you can't go that's nowhere. the moment they gotta sit down and be still and, and sit still yeah so it's like that's why a lot of times man like it, it is an awkward silence and I've noticed it sometimes when I feel that the enemy doesn't want me to play this stuff but then I I also see how the enemy pays respect because he won't say nothing uh-huh. it's just the energy feels like but then it's like they don't want to switch it. So I just keep it rocking, bro. I'm uh-huh. like, I even tell them, man, I'm like, if I if it was up to me, 
I'd be playing this all day. I'd be playing, you know, just sermon after sermon or just because I feel like there's a lot of good word right now going out. Uh, a lot of, I feel like, I don't know if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I just feel like a revival might be coming or if it might be already in it, to be honest with you. Maybe, maybe. J- just because uh, the times that we're in, yeah. it's like crazy I times mean, we're living in right I now. Mean, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what's what's going to work for you. That's what's going to work for you. What the things that I that I like to do when I'm talking to any of my clients, mm-hmm. I focus on who are you? Mm-hmm. That's my first question. Who are you? Not what you do. I don't care about the sports. Right. My my thing is this. If you don't grow here and here when you sit in this chair, I didn't do my job. Facts. I'm sorry. I'm the same that way, That is bro. how I yeah. feel. So it's like, we could talk about sports later. You know what I mean? But my focus is, who are you? Where you at with it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not even, my thing is, I don't even press God on people. I really don't. Because I just like to really just be you. That's a trip. I read a review, one of my reviews, somebody left me a review where they said something. If you don't leave the, the shop learning something from uh, Enzo's shop, you, I, he said something like that that I was yeah. like, man, that's, because I've been telling these guys that I've been really big on wanting to be impactful. Yeah. I don't want to influence nobody because it's all these influencers, right? Yeah. There's like mad inf- barber influencers yeah. out there that I'm like, nah, bro, I want to impact. How right. am I going to impact people? Right. How are right. we going to reach people? And change lives because somebody. I mean, I, I I look up to mad people. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. that without yeah. them even knowing. So it's like I'm sure there's people out there looking up to us that we don't even know that. As being as barbers too, we're like a a, st- a staple in the community uh-huh. to where people uh-huh. are already gonna look up to us. We're fashionable. Uh-huh. We're therapeutic. We're uh-huh. therapists. We're counselors. We're fashion gurus. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. We're we're um. What else? Sports analysts sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever it is that they, they want to create just in the dialogue, I'm cool with. Right. You know, um, but I always tell them what my focus is. Mm. My focus is that. And it's like, it's, it's so, so amazing. So how, how do you continue with that conversation after you're like, who are you? Well, I mean, at the like, end of the day, they, they bring up... It's like they go from it's like a ripple effect. They because go their identity thing, is yeah. usually in what they do, yeah. not who they are. No, I want to know who you are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But usually yeah. the identity exactly. is tied up in yeah. what they do. Yeah. I mean it's like, you know, one of the things I can say, you know, analyze about you is like you you could probably maybe felt disappointed. I did a psych major. Why am I not in psychology? Mm-hmm. Why am I not doing this? You know? And it, that happens to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They major in something, and because maybe they don't work in that or uh-huh. do that, they feel like that had to be their identity. Yeah. And they don't understand that your identity doesn't need to be tied to that piece of paper. No. You no. can be so much more than that. <laughs> yes. You know? Yes. But you got to figure out who you are because that yep. piece of paper isn't who you are. Yeah. 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 Very true. Very true. And just to piggyback off of that, it's, it's like... um a lot of I have recently shout out to APU basketball team, but I have been cutting a lot of the basketball players. And I said, um, it's kind of like how Lecrae puts it: um, after the music stops, what's next? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, after the ball stops, what's next? Because at the end of the day, if you don't have a plan B, what else is there? Mm-hmm. Like there has to be more to you than just the ball, because it's a lot of miles on your feet. You know what I mean? Do you really see yourself hooping for all your life? If so, cool. But if there if there's something else in your heart that says I'm curious, what else is there? What are you exploring? What are you exploring? Yeah, it's like and that's figure the that other out. thing where sometimes we're afraid to try things. 
Oh yeah. You know, and yeah. and that's when you discover even more of yourself. Yep. Is when you try things. Yeah. But something the sometimes the fear of trying things mm-hmm. is what keeps you away from discovering exactly, who you are. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's, that's crucial. Very bro. very true. Very true. And it's like with that, it's like stop holding yourself back. Mm. It's like just go. Take because the risk, take, take the leap take of the, faith. Take the leap of faith. I had to do it, dude. I never thought in my life I would be literally homeless for a whole year. I went, I went house to house. I had a, a really, a really good friend named Genesis, and he really helped me out. He was like, "Bro, you could come here live for free if you need to. You can mm. sleep on a, on a couch or whatever you need." I'm like, "Bet." So when my when I tell my parents I'm leaving, that's exactly where I went, regardless of anything, you know. And there was nights where I was just like, "Wow, like." It's a blessing. It's you know a, what yeah, I mean? Bro, it's, a it's, blessing, it's like, bro. what else can I do? Right. You know, and I, I and, went to and work. That's, and, and that just kind of goes into how, like, God tells us not to worry about certain exactly, stuff. Exactly. Exactly. And if he, 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 he would have focused. And that's how he's not going to shelter you. You know yeah, what I'm saying? If yeah. he's sheltering the ants when it's yeah. cold out there and, like, they're good, the birds flying, they're getting fed, yeah. how are we worried about it? It's yeah. just about having faith yeah. and trusting in God. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's something that my brother told me recently. It's like, we got to trust God more. Yeah. Just trust in him that he's yeah. going to work everything out yeah. for our favor oh, and our good. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's, that's the thing, too. If you would have focused on that situation, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure there was probably days where you maybe did, but you had your support system right. to pull you out of that. Well, let, let's... You know? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's just put it there. So my support system was only... Your girl. Uh, Will. Oh. Will and, and, and my girl and my... Well, so I had like five people that was supporting me that was down here. So mm-hmm. it was my auntie May, it was my wife's mom, it was my wife and auntie Robin and my and the barber that I work with. And it was just like I had all of that. So every every night I'm talking to my wife or I'm talking to my my auntie, and I'm just like literally just listening to them and hearing what God is saying in that. And mm-hmm. I'm just like at the end of the day, my wife is watching every single thing that I do. So it's like she's a sponge. You know what I mean? Eventually she's going to be the crown of me, so reflection of me. Mm-hmm. I have to show early that I can mature, not complain, and focus on what God is saying. So I have to dissect what's the thing that's in the thing to say, God, what am I supposed to do with this? What am I, what am I supposed to learn out of this? You know what I mean? What are you teaching me? That's what I was doing the whole time. That's, that's... So none of that stopped. Even me focusing on what I need to work on, none of that stopped. It just enhanced. Right. You know what I mean? And when you find when you find a wife, you find a good thing, like like a real good woman, you find a good thing because she's so focused on God and it's like, wow, you speed me up even more. Yeah. That's what I got. That's the number one thing. That's I've what I've I got. always said that if the girl that you get with isn't in love with God, she's not gonna be able to love you. That's People true love. That's really true love right there. True love is unconditional, man. You know what I mean? I I, I feel like People always like to say, you guys go through the honeymoon stage, period. You know what I mean? Let's let's take barbering off for a second. Let's just talk about some real stuff that has to do with relationship because you guys brought up relationships. Let's talk about it. I want to talk about it, bro. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So my wife and I never had a honeymoon stage. It was always growing, 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 going through a lot of hard things, immaturity, mm-hmm. clashes, clashes. We both have opinions. We care about all strong those things. Minded. Strong minded, strong minded, super strong minded. You know, we're both independent. We're trying to do, you know, what's best for our life, trying to follow Christ and do everything else. At the same time, 
it wasn't successful, but it was still successful. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you know how I was saying productivity mm-hmm. in my old relationship? It was that too. But it was good productivity because you already it never knew left. who you are. I knew I knew who I was. Yes. Or you were becoming I actually. was becoming that, yes. I was becoming that. So which makes that even better? Because I'm with someone that really is so curious and want to know more about God. You know what I mean? She's so focused on that. And the beauty of the relationship is, like I said, there was no honeymoon stage. So we are always working. It's always a leap of faith. We're always running to try to figure out what's the what's the the accurate response to whatever it is that's going on. We didn't have all the answers. Right. We failed a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah. A lot. You know what I mean? I had one question in a barbershop where they were like, um, I'm not gonna even name the name, but where they were like, um, so if the Lord if the if the Lord is blessing you with this marriage, like have you ever slipped up before you got married? Can God forgive that? Why can't he? Right. God he knew you were gonna do it beforehand. Right. But it's the heart and the intent after the slip up that he looks at to see if you're still going on the right path with him. Are you really mm-hmm. repenting exactly. from the sin? Because when when they talk about when we talk about repentance, it's a it's a mind change. Yeah, it's, it's a, a mind change. Yeah. Right, that's what, that's what repenting means. Exactly. Is to change your that, mind and, exactly. and go opposite direction that exactly. you were going. Exactly. And yeah, it happened. However, our pastor was like, now that that happened, you want God's hand over that. So let's let's keep walking the way we're supposed to. It's the heart and the intent behind what you got out of that. That's not what we're supposed to do. Okay, let's focus on being accurate. Let's focus on doing what we got to do so God can bless that. Right. Bless our marriage. Therefore, rebuilding everything. Therefore, we have, what, like uh, almost a month left? We just focused on that. Yeah, it was hard, but we focused on that. You know what I mean? And it was a blessing because at our wedding, God said, don't worry about finances. Don't worry. When I hear don't worry, I run with don't worry because he said it so many times in the Bible. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact, day one, he said, don't worry about finances. Dude, I am a barber. I have no clients. I have five clients, bro. Right. Every time I cut the hair, it was always that. But it was like God always showed up. He always showed up. There was a check. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm late on your gift for your wedding. Here's some money. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry I'm late. No, you're on time, actually. Right. Thank you. Right. You know what I mean? We God's needed time that. is perfect. Exactly. That's why I never, I never worry. I never fear. Because fear comes from a false representation, false evidence appearing real. Right. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, we get, I actually want to get that. We created it. And I crazy. love it because when you look at our kids, right? Our kids, when Blind they run face. up the stairs, they don't, they don't see the dark as something scary. Nope. They don't see no boogeyman, they don't see nothing like that. Why? Because once you introduce them to that, that creates a fear in them. Right. Right? But and if you don't that's, do that. That's another thing that I learned at APU where like mm-hmm. they talked about the Jewish people mm-hmm. and they talk about how like they don't teach their kids that. Mm. Like they, they uh, God even told them to not even teach, you know, about you know the demons and all mm-hmm. that. That's mm-hmm. why you rarely in the old testament have like so many things about demons you mm-hmm. find that more in the new testament than in the old yeah but the whole idea behind it is when you uh don't introduce that to your life mm-hmm. well you fear don't know is you. Well, 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 you don't the know fear is you. lessened yeah 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 it's kind of that same concept yeah. but you don't know won't hurt you yeah you know? like you gotta it's it's also like the when they say you know more words you see more things mm-hmm you know, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. But it's it's kind of crazy to see that in relationships, especially nowadays, 
you see it in a barbershop. Like uh-huh. a lot of people going through relationship issues, uh-huh. going through um, yeah. broken homes and and things that it's like pride is really an issue right now where uh-huh. it's like it sucks to see a lot of young men not know how to deal with their own pride and their own ego. Like today I was, yesterday I was talking to my guys and I was like, they're younger than me. I got like 10 years on them. And I was telling them how like, as a man, you're the leader of that relationship. So you dictate how and where is it going to go. Uh-huh. And you got to admit it to yourself sometimes that we as men got, are, can be toxic too. And we can have we can project certain things to to our to our counterpart uh-huh. to our our ladies yeah. that will show up to us in another way later down the line. Yeah. And it's just because we projected some energy towards them that now they're they're only reflecting like you it's said they're only reflect yeah they're only a reflection of us yeah. So like I've learned now that it's like it's very crucial to, to learn to dominate yourself, self-control, and, and, like, if you got to walk away, if you got to do what you got to do, but it's, like, even watching your tongue, you know, because yeah. I learned from this guy right here yeah. that women are like a vase, and if you damage that vase... <laughs> Fragile vase. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's hey. what Scripture says. Hey. You got to give accounts to now. God of how yeah. you took care of her. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, like, man. I have a daughter now, too, so it scares yeah. me, man. Like, yeah, yeah. These Woo. little... The day man. and age that we growing up in and, and, like, these kids growing up in technology yeah. and stuff, yeah. like... Yeah. Yeah. It's intimidating. Yeah. It's very intimidating because it's like, okay, what am I going to, how am I going to react when I got to cross that bridge? That's, mm-hmm. what, that's what I tell myself when it's like prom date. Okay. Well, <laughs> well I mean, I mean, I I was at that place where I was like, man, I don't know if I want a daughter because I don't know how I'm going to be. Right. However, if I can encourage you on anything, this would be my encouragement to you. Regardless of what happens to your daughter, if you allow, if you allow God to lead you, and mm-hmm. how you speak to her because she's going to want a man that's like you. Right. So the way you treat your wife. Your reflection, yeah. The way you treat your wife, she's going to want to find that man. Facts. Because you're going to bring this level like super high. And she's like, if you don't meet this criteria or better, I'm sorry, it's not going to work. Right. You know what I mean? So whatever you teach her now, it's going to reflect later. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Regardless of if she comes you're, with somebody You're the new. introduction of a exactly. man no, real talk, exactly. to her life. And that's exactly. the thing that's even intimidating in itself because it's like, you do understand that sometimes like, you know, you're not perfect with your wife and then you're like, but are you trying to progress, trying to get better every day? You're trying to, you know, um, weather the storm because there's storms all the time that as, especially I feel like as a young married couple, it's 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 a lot to navigate in a twenty first century, you know what I'm saying? Twenty twenty one. We got like I tell look at my parents, like y'all didn't have um DMs, y'all didn't have likes. Y'all didn't uh, have to talk all the time, bro. Yo <laughs> You could take a break when you, you went feel to me? work. Like, hey, eight hours, I'll see you, I'll see you at the end of my shift. Yeah. Man, no text like, messaging, huh? yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that two way page. Like now it's FaceTiming and stuff. Oh, like, man. oh, well, why didn't you pick up my FaceTime? And I'm like, man. I'm cutting hair, babe. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm right. talking That's... to the fellas right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really tough because. What it does is you have to learn how to create a balance. Yo, that's A crucial. balanced life and just letting it be. One of my mentors, Will McLean, he said, you got to make your life so practical that it's so simple to just do it every single right. day. No, real talk. The more practical your life is, the better it is. That's what I love about being a barber because I've made my life as a barber practical because yes. I got appointments. That's all I work off of. Yeah, yeah. But what it's taught me now that I'm sober is that I need to do that for my regular life. Amen to that. I got to do, I got to add, I got to like schedule, 
I literally that, he schedules his job perfectly well, but when it comes to outside of work, that's where he's it, working. It's on. lacking. Uh, tank, yeah. the cho- hey. tank the shopping. I don't know how to say that, but on YouTube says we create fear. We're only born with two fears: the fear of falling and loud noises. Facts. That's true. <laughs> I feel like like everything else is is conditioned for you that you're taught. Like you just like you said, the boogeyman. Yeah. Somebody told you something under your bed. Yeah. Right. Oh my right. god. You didn't exactly. know about that. You <laughs> exactly. created that fear. Yeah. It's you created like, or that. Or even the devil, like, we don't know how the devil looks, but like we painted this red guy with horns and a and a and a and a pick and, you know? and if you look at scripture, like the devil's just an accuser. Yeah. You it's know, it's just someone doer. accusing it's you. Evil doer, yeah. That's all it is. But yeah, we create this whole other imagery right. of right. it. Frankenstein type of thing that we yeah. wanna for some reason, it's like Hollywood, I would say, in that sense. Because yeah. it's, I don't know. But anything else you would think about relationships that you would want to share with people? Like, any advice that you would say? Like, how to maybe, do you would you consider that you have a successful marriage or, or a young successful marriage and that you want to like, or do you feel like, or any advice like anybody thinking about getting married? What would you do? Or a young man, like... Uh-huh. Like maybe secure your bag before you get married, or Mm-mm. you know, <laughs> no. Oh, how would you do it? Or how do you go about it? No, it, it's just it's just from learned experiences. To be completely honest with y'all, it's learned experiences, and I have these dialogues with my with my clients every single day. And my thing is this: if if you can really just sit back and say, I want something real. In order for you to find that that real, you got to focus on whatever it is that you're going in the direction of because it just runs right into you just like that. It's it's right. like a meet you. It meets you right halfway. Mm-hmm. When you when you least expect, least expect it. it. But that's the beautiful part about it because you're working on yourself in the process. Exactly. Should you should you focus on getting your bag fully? No. Because I've never met anybody young, old or whatever that said that they had it all together. When before they, when they got they, married when they found the it's, one especially because exactly. the one usually comes when you ain't got nothing that, that's completely yeah. true you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. she gonna take some, you for what yeah. you are in most cases that's really true yeah. that's yeah. really true I don't because if you was born and raised into a family that's full of wealth yeah. old money then that's a different case right you but probably that's, gonna that's have another, that's another process that's another your situation your pool of women is different than exactly. the regular exactly yeah for sure but if we're just leaving it here my advice is to focus on the things that are important because I believe that you can prepare yourself for marriage for your woman even when you're single. It's not dating somebody to find that out. Really, it's not. It's you working on yourself every single day, trying to figure out exactly the things that you are lacking in that can make you drift to doing all the old things that you used to do and trying to figure out, okay, how can I make these things better? Now, another way to help yourself out when you're by yourself is finding people that are stronger than you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's Account- been there that'll and done hold that. You that'll hold you accountable. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's one of the hardest things to do by yourself. Because it's like you wanting to find somebody in a relationship, but what if there's some things that you have not worked on from your previous relationship that need to be dealt with before you get into the next one? Don't move too fast. Right. At yeah. all. Be friends first. Facts. If you could hold out, I'm I'm being honest, it's super hard to do. I'm so serious. It's hard no, it to is. do. But if you can hold out on anything sexual, if you can hold out on not kissing your girl, I know it feels weird. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm being completely honest. If Man. you can hold out on that and really just get to know her purely, 
it changes the whole thing because your relationship is not built on a foundation of physical attraction. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm going to try that on. Even, even if I'm married, I'm going to yeah, try that. Just like yeah. don't have sex for a while and just be like, let me but get to know you. you but know you're married. Saying? You're right. married. But you can do that too. That right. works. That just works. Just because that would it's be another d- d- level deeper. of intimacy that yeah. I'm like, all yeah. right, I want to I wanna have mental sex maybe. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Whatever it is that you want to do, brother, you <laughs> like, do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, where we ask each other questions, we go deep and, and, yeah. and, and you try to yeah. reach another level of yeah. understanding, comprehension with somebody because sometimes we don't like, like you said earlier, bro, like it's another job that they got. It's because we're, we're at the shop all day and they're yeah. taking care of these kids. Like, yeah, it's yeah. because the world teaches us a different way of getting into relationships yeah. compared to the way the scripture teaches yeah. us. Right. It's like the, the first, the, what he's talking about is the way the scripture talks about it. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like, get to know her, fall in love with who she is yeah. before you just fall in love with the body. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, know? but it's the just like the plus the body. Of course, we're gonna look at the girl and be I mean, like, that, "Oh man, you look beautiful." However, if 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 beautiful is on the outside but ugly is on the inside, I don't want you. Right. I don't care if you're the, the most beautiful girl in school. Everybody wants you. I rather do what the game said. He said, "Look, check this out. I rather you have somebody that that has three hundred like, I mean, three hundred followers than somebody that have a million. Right. Because she's gonna be down for you. Mm-hmm. I already got that woman, and she don't even care about none of this Instagram stuff. No social media, no nothing. I feel like I won." You know what I mean? I feel like I really won. She's not worried about likes and no, stuff. No, she's not worried about none of that. She don't even care about none of that stuff. All she cares about is me growing in God, me being a good father. And her own connection. And her God. own connection and my connection with God, but also us dialoguing together and growing together. And that's, that's a special thing. Yeah. A woman that pushes you towards God. Oh, my God. She pushes me every single day. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. There's always something new to learn. Always something new to learn. Right. You know what I mean? And... It's a beautiful thing when you have someone that's like, it's like a wonderful melody. It's, it's so much harmony in that. You know what I mean? When you find someone that's totally opposite of you and you're like, yo, we actually work. So that's a, that's, that's a beautiful thing. And that kind of leads me on to the fruit of that, that mm-hmm. marriage. That, mm-hmm. The fruit of that love. What? How's mm-hmm. fatherhood changed your life and how's fatherhood um, kind of motive or it hasn't motivated because to me it's been a huge uh, um force of of motivation uh-huh. of like even um inspiration your wife's name is chelsea by the way right yes oh she's in the comments man she says she loves you bro love you too baby <laughs> <laughs> um yeah because it's like my kids man like I, I don't know how i wake up early now just because it's just like a I just do it now. I just yeah. I'm so eager to take on the day and mm-hmm. I know that I have them now that I gotta like feed and take care of. So yeah. it's like they're so motivating to me. But how has yeah. that changed your life or how has that um impacted you even as a man seeing these little kids grow month day by day, month by month, year by year? Boy, it it has changed me so much. Um it it literally matured me more. Right. Mm. Um and it it made me understand that they're my reflection. Mm. Everything I did as a kid, they're doing. Right. It's my job to say no to that, but here's why it's no. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, oh, snap. Like, wait. You're right. That That is why. You know mm. what I mean? Because you see the things like our kids are sponges. Yeah. So they're going to always, are. always repeat what you say. Right yeah. then and there. They can speak. And what you do. Yeah. yeah. And what you and do. And you're, you're the one that's teaching them, like, yeah. all right, this is what it means to be a boy. Yeah. At that moment, yeah. eventually you're going to yeah. have to teach them, yeah. this is what it means to be a man. Yeah. You know, but at this moment, it's like, enjoy your childhood. This is what it means to be a boy. Mm-hmm. And understanding, like, mm-hmm. okay, this is okay. This is not okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always tell my son Justice. I'll be like, watch me. Oh, your son's name is Justice? My son's name is Justice. It's spelled like Just Us. Justice, I like yeah. that. I had a homie on my basketball team when I was a freshman. He was a senior. His name was Justice, too. Nice, no, nice. That's why that name is... I was like, Justice. And, yeah. I, and it's crazy that you said it. You spelled it exactly the same way. Yeah, man. You know, my son's name is Justice Jackson. I have a seven-month-year-old, and he's Jelani Curry. You got two Curry. boys, then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got two boys. My my seven-month-old, his name is Jelani you Curry. You gonna go for that girl? No, I'm good. You done? I'm, I'm done. You cousin Factory? I'm done. What? I'm, Chelsea? I'm done. She no. agreeing? Yep, she agreeing. <laughs> she agreeing. Bro, I always tell everybody, man... <laughs> My check can only cash two kids. <laughs> That's it. That's uh, no he's funny. Hey. I was, hey, hey, he's being financially hey, responsible. You gotta count the cost, bro. Yeah. bro you know what's funny? You, you say that cost. because I'm I was sorry. I was just talking to one of my clients. He's a, he got seven years on me. I'm thirty. He's thirty seven. He just had his first one. Yeah. Um. So his baby's I think one, and then his wife is a um is a only child also, right? Yeah. So I'm tripping because. What's that echo though? Right. Uh, he's just checking the feed. Okay. It's all good. Don't, <laughs> yeah, don't, worry, yeah, don't worry about hey, it. Turn it out, bro. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm tripping out, though. He in the moment, man. He I, I just, moment. I'm comparing on, YouTube and Twitch, and Twitch looks immaculate compared to YouTube. Hey, hey it's all good. Out, as long as the message is getting through, we it good. Is. That's but, all but that yeah, matters. It's like a trip because he was telling hey, me Chelsea like, said she's still open to it. Yo! That's what's up! Hey, yo! Three, uh-uh. three gang, three mm-hmm. gang. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I'm telling my I, I wife. I knew she was going to do that. I knew that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling my wife. She wants a daughter. That's why. Ain't the kids got to uh, get in the bed soon. Woman. Nah, but it's like, I've been telling my wife I want four kids. Because I got two. But then I talked to my client about it. My client was like, man, I my, my wife is the only child. And she told me her parents gave her the best advice that one is the best because you get all devoted energy to one child, right? And then he's like, you got the pair. You're perfect. One boy, uh, one girl. And then I was like, man, but I just want one more boy. Uh, and then he's like, and then I was like, nah, I honestly want two more. And then he was like, bro, that's a lot of money. Uh-huh. He's like, and then he just said that's financially responsible. Yeah, I, I, I agree with <laughs> him. He's being financially I responsible. The way I look at it, hey, hey, I just break it down in haircuts. <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. I'll put it like this. How about I respond it this way? Whatever, whatever we're supposed to have, we'll have. Facts. Mm-hmm. I, I do just put it like that. that. No, so that. if we're supposed to have that later on down the road, okay, cool, whatever. God, I'm, God, isn't I, God's? I, I work on, I work on myself with that one. Right. But I'm not saying I want it. I'm just be completely. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, don't know. I like having my two boys. I, I like having my two boys, man. How does that feel though? Because I honestly, right now, I'm tripping out because my my son is like. A character, yes, and my daughter's becoming to learn who she is. Yes. But I'm like, like yesterday, she was fighting over a boy toy, and I was like, and I'm trying to like show them, like, okay, this is your toy, yeah. this is her toy, yeah. Y'all can't get these toys mixed up, yeah. and then now I'm over here, like, I just had to explain to him, like, yo, bro, you don't play with girl toys, no. And uh-huh. now she, I got to explain to her, like, yeah. you don't play with boy toys. <laughs> right. But it's like in a day and age where it's yeah. like, I'll even be, I, like, somebody's probably listening to me, like, what are you doing with your kids? Like, why are you? And I'm like, bro, mind your business. But um, <laughs> toys are toys at that age, bro. I'm just, I, I don't know, bro. It's just like, I'm a 90s kid. Like, you know, you play with your, your G.I. Joe, she, she plays with her Barbies, like, mm-hmm. you know? But it's a trip because. They're so young, bro. Toys are toys. 
That's what Lisa says. They are, bro. That's what Lisa like, says. But I it's just like if they see a color, they don't know that's a girl color, bro. Like they're kids, bro. They don't know these things yet. We conditioned them to then be like, ah, but I'm just, only supposed to play with that. I just it. feel like, bro, we're in a day and age where these kids they turn on YouTube and you don't know what they're watching. Like you, well, they, these, these, these. That's why I want to control the environment and I want to like tell them like you know, hey, this is what this. You don't even do that for so long, brother. So, right, and but, while they're under my, you know, yeah. Leadership, yeah. I'm gonna do what I do, yeah. bro. It's called guard your home. You feel me? Definitely. Guard I got to, bro. Look, you, you gotta you, you gotta take you got there are so many ways to block everything that can scar your kid. Facts. There's there's, there's I was a way. scarred as I a child. It. There, so I, like, I get it. There's a there's a there's a time and a place where they they can eventually learn those things. Yeah, especially I, when they go to a public school and exactly, everything. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's know. a scary thing too, because like me and my wife have been talking about that. She just she quit her job. Uh, it's gonna be going on four months. So she's uh-huh. been a, a stay-at-home mom for four uh-huh. months, and I've been tackling it. God bless. God's been blessing us and and Beautiful. covering us to yeah. to you know make it through. But yeah. it's like I've been telling her like maybe you, what about homeschooling? What about just because a man the world is going? So I don't know what's going on with yeah. the world right now. Yeah. Like you know, and I'm yeah. like I'm really at that point where I'm like if I can even. Cause she's still in school, so uh-huh. I'm like, all it would take is you taking a couple credentials to get your elementary at uh-huh. least down to to uh-huh. teach at home. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, yo, it's a different <laughs> it's a different world we living in now, bro. Yeah. For real, yeah. like it's, yeah, it's I agree. You don't even know their own friends, like you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Like, but that's why that's why it's so key to get to know the parents, right, of the friends, because then it creates. Kind of like a portal, a community, for, a community, yeah, right? Yes. And, and that's it, that's it what's it lost now, though. Don't, yeah. don't you agree? Yeah. I mean, like, but you got to bring it back. It, I'm trying know, to bring it back. You, you got to. But so. you know what? I seen recently. I saw like a little thing on on Instagram where this dude was like, "We need to bring. We need to have somebody that's willing to be like that person. That's like, I'm gonna take that leap of faith. Yeah. I'm gonna get the credentials. Well, yeah, yeah. Sense of community. To, is yeah, it started, and then they okay, bring your kids. You could trust yeah. me, and you know what I'm saying. And yeah. I'm like, because bro. There's so many stuff going on in the world where it's like the sense of community has been lost because we don't even know our Bro, neighbors. Bro, we rarely no even say hi to our neighbors. Yeah, like we don't. Sometimes mm. we don't even know them. You oh, know what's man. crazy? That's I just crazy. moved into this area recently. So okay. when I moved in, I had neighbors coming up to me like, "Hey, my name is Hey," my name, and I was just like, "That's beautiful." But but me being that I grew up in Van Nuys, we never did that. Uh, I was like, "Yo, what are you doing? Then, what's going yeah, on?" Like, <laughs> Why is this guy coming up to me like? And yeah. then one of the neighbors was like, "Bro, you can't park like that." And I was like, "Bro, my landlord told me I could." Park. No, you can't park like that. And I was like, "Well, he said I could." And then my when I hit my landlord up, he was like, "Bro, don't worry about that. Don't don't worry about him. Like he's just tripping." But I was like, "Dude, like the lady." Oh, and then I've had neighbors that come up to me in the morning, like, "Let's say you know you have the sweeper pass by." Mm-hmm. Literally, bro, like so nice. Saved me like a hundred bucks so far, and then there's oh, been th- like, please move your yes, car. Yes, like yeah. hey, come like, move your car. Your They're door. about to come yeah. over, and I'm like, it's been like some random young man, like maybe twenty mm-hmm. something, and then some older lady also. So God yeah. bless them, man. The yeah. neighborhood's been dope. Like yeah. even like seeing sus- suspicious people, and but that makes me feel good because I got my kids there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like, yeah. yeah, your kids are everything, man. Yeah. Like oh, they are. I could I could say this. Our kids are assets. Right. They're investments. Exactly. They add to us. Right. You know, I mean, there's so much, there's so much value in our kids, so many blessings. Because if you think about it, the more you invest in them, 
the more they would actually like sow and they can you can learn from your kids facts you know what i mean like for real it's so crazy i've been taught by my auntie she was like look it doesn't matter what age the child or how old or or young they are you can learn all the time you can learn from them i wish a lot of a lot, i wish a lot of people had that mentality that you know even a child would teach you. Yeah. Well, never, yeah never let's take it back to the scripture, right? 50 years old saying that. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like whoa. I, what, is, what does scripture I, say about that? Come to the kingdom of God as a child. As a child. Yeah. And that's the thing a lot of people lose. Yep. It's like they don't understand. And people they, that we, are we try to be adults so much that when we try to be adults so much, we're always with these rules and parameters and like we forget to have that, okay, like you got to come like this. And one uh-huh. of the things that, how do you stay as a child? You 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 keep that that seed of imagination always there, like where you're always gonna be welcoming to imagination and, and inspiration. Because like a lot of people be like, they just shun imagination, and be like, nah, it's not possible. It's not yeah. dreaming. And then that's that's part of your childhood. Kids dream. Kids uh-huh. imagine. Uh-huh. You can see a kid get pick up a stick, and that's a gun to him. Yeah. And that's or that's a laser thing or yeah, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like it, is, yeah. it could be whatever to them. But yeah. it's like as we get older. That's why I'm big we, on buying toys. As a, I'm, I'm, I buy toys. I went to Target today. I bought my girl daughter a toy, and then I bought myself a little action figure. And then hey. I just do that because I, I feel like it keeps me young, man. Like it hey. keeps my my heart youthful. Yeah. And I don't look at it like if somebody looks at me like that's weird. I'm like, man, it's it's what keeps me feeling like at, at heart. I'm still ten that, years that, old. That that's your way of that's your way of expressing it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I get that. We can't be too too. We can't always like because I came from the era was hip hop where like. Tupac and Doug and Biggie and all yeah. that. We're like, you got to be hard and all that. And yeah, it's like, yeah. bro, all that gets old, man. Yeah, like, when you got you, you end up having a daughter and then you got to go soft, like, <laughs> soft. That's the you first thing that happened to him. You he said that his daughter softened him man. a lot. Oh, <laughs> but that's good though. That's why Barely. I said kids are a blessing. They are. They're an asset because they. That's what that. That's what happens. If it's you have a thorny sh- heart, bro. Yep. That's that softens it real quick. It was crazy. And that's all God needs. Yep. That's the craziest part. Yep. You know what I mean? So, so a softened yeah. heart a question is in the open. chat, and it says, "Why do you think we lose our imagination as we get older?" Because uh, I feel personally that the system that we're living in, especially in this world day and age that we're living in, it's it's creating robots. It's not conducive to imagination, right? Yeah. But it's like because it's like your your imagination being killed for one because the school system is taught, taught to be memorization. It's not taught to. Like it's not explore it, what you're really good at, right. or it's, explore it's the thing you, it's, of the it's, box. It's just yeah, it's just telling you to memorize this and and then take a test on it. That's yeah. all. That's all. That school. Yeah. The system. And, is and that goes back to what we brought up earlier, where it's like people wrap their identity around like, oh, I'm gonna get this major right, and that piece uh-huh. of paper, and then that piece of paper and their identity gets ra- wrapped around that, and they think that's who I am. That's the and they can no all. longer imagine anything else. That's because they're putting themselves in a box, right? But it's sometimes it's literally like, um, how can I say it? It's literally on the lines of it being. Um, Dang, what's the word I'm trying to get? It's um, um, what's the word? Why am I stuck right now? We are being <laughs> flowing, but um, it's it's so easy. I'll just put it this way: it's so it's so easy to just get wrapped up in what our parents are telling us to go do. Mm. Oh, the status man. quo, oh. the status exactly. Quo. Your status quo. But I'm I'm also well. You've been embedded. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but you got embedded into this idea. Or you're conditioned yeah. to believe. Well, this, it's that. because at the moment you're born, you're a product of history, right? So it's like. 
you're born into a history. You don't know what that history is, but you're born into that. Whatever choices they made, whatever, that's part of your history automatically. Uh So automatically that's already part of you. But in the midst of all that, you can't, you know, you can't stop figuring out who you are in the midst Uh of all that. So it's like, there's a lot of people that get stuck in the idea of, oh, well, my parents are like this, so I got to be this way too. You know, and that's another way that they also box themselves in. It's it is. something learned, it is. and you know what I mean? I, I think that we engulf ourselves in, in the here and now and what's happening in front of our face mm. instead of thinking about the future, thinking about what's next, mm-hmm. thinking about how can I add more to my life? How can I add more to, you know, because I always believe that whatever you go through, it's not just for you. Right. Even your marriage, it's not just for y'all. The stuff that y'all been through, it's for that next person to see that, that deals with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your, test is your, your test is your testimony. Yeah. That's, that's how I, yeah. I, I've seen that recently, and it's, it's so yeah. big when, like, you know, you go through something, and sometimes you ask God, why am I going through this? Yeah. But it's not, it's like, and God's like, it's not because I need you to go through this, it's because somebody else is going to find strength in what you went through. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But you can't, the th- the goal is to not focus on you. The right. goal is to focus on what God is trying to say to exactly. help that next person through you. Right. You know what I mean? Because we're which usually is beautiful. a vessel. Which is beautiful. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is beautiful. But to answer that question, stay stay curious. Right. Just stay That's, curious. Yep. That's it. The yep. more curious you are. Ask questions. It, it, it literally leads to so many other portals and avenues that can take you to places you ain't never seen before or things you ain't think you can do. You know right. what I mean? And it's like, I didn't even think I could cut hair. Like, <laughs> I really didn't. How long you been cutting hair, bro? Uh, 10 years. Oh, damn. 10 years. About, we've been but cutting the license same. for two. Okay. Dope. Yeah. How was that? So let me go in. Let, let me kind of go into that a little bit because... I, I do feel you so you did like you were a bar, unlicensed barber for how like eight years then right mm-hmm. and then what made you take that step that leap of faith also to be like all right I'm gonna cut down my hours to go to school or to do my apprenticeship or whatever what made you take that step that I want to be a barber like a licensed barber being comfortable in in financial stability so I was working in um, in a company called Weber Securities. And that's, I was a licensed coordinator. I was help um, licensing brokers in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you at a corporate job, you got, you already know your paycheck is going to be this every yeah. two weeks. Mm-hmm. All that, all that. Secured, your benefits, exactly, exactly. everything. So I'm, I'm all in that. But it's like, it's so funny how God works because a lot of times I've heard so many people take it to where if something bad happens, it's like, oh, it's the devil. But what if it's God trying to get you out of being comfortable? Right. Yeah. He's like, you're he's, too he's, comfortable in this. You don't rely on me. You haven't you focused move. on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So then it was like, it's so easy because I literally screwed up. So I got fired for that. But my boss was like, look, I want you to go do what you were meant to do, what you love to do. Because I was watching barber videos while I was working, everything. All the things you ain't supposed to do when you work. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's focused yeah. on, on my career that I'm not even doing 100%. Yeah. And I lost my job that day, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to respond in emotion and say, dang, why I didn't get this job? Why I didn't keep it? It was more on the lines of, okay, so what is that I'm supposed to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? I messed up. You know what I mean? I'm the one that was super comfortable, so what am I supposed to do next? My wife was like, look, well, let's back up a little bit. My mom's birthday was that weekend. I got the, I got fired. My uncle um, had a heart attack, and my auntie died. That whole week, that weekend, that happened. That's sad. Me getting fired. Bro. And we were going to go see my mom for her birthday. That was February 11th. 
literally February 11th. I think that was 2018. And um, I was 17. So sorry. back then, that was your side hustle was barbering. My side hustle was barbering, yeah. It was barbering. And then all this, that that weekend transpired, and it yep. was like, okay, yep. something's got to give. Yep, so we went, we went, drove, everything. It was in a, a, a studio apartment. Me and my wife drove down to Bay Area. We just talked about it. My mom was like, look, there's something else. You know, my auntie was like, look, God is trying to show you something that you, that you didn't see. And you got to figure out what it is. It's a small portion of time, but you got to figure out what those things are that you need to learn from on your mess ups so that it won't happen in the next situation. You can just learn from them and grow and from see, it. And see, that's where I'm seeing your support group. Yeah. That's yeah. where so you're seeing I, the support, I have group. My support group. They, they, they don't allow you to stay, right get down. No, yeah, not at yeah, all. Yeah. Not at all. And it's just like, it's a blessing because then it's like when you have, like I said, I have a wonderful wife. She was like, look, check this out. I'll go to work. You go to barber school. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, you do that. So I I went to look around, had a best friend. I was like, yo, go ahead. Shout out to Aubrey, Aubrey Berry. But um, he was like, look, look at some barber schools and see what happens. I'm like, all right. No to my, all I had was $1,500 to my name. That's the check I got. So I'm like, what the heck am I supposed to do with this? I got to pay bills, everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, Life. cool. Life happens. <laughs> right. So I'm like, all right, Lord, you got to do something. That's what's crazy. They always say the barber school is the hardest year for any barber. Because you got all this stuff going on, but you got to devote time in barber school. It's mm-hmm. like you cut your income sometimes in half or more, you know, because you're yeah. like... Yeah, but it like I said before sacrifice. in the beginning, sacrifice is very key because that's what and it's out. a momentary sacrifice. And yeah. understanding that sacrifice yeah. is for a bigger benefit yes. down the line. Yes, and that's what my wife when she said that she saw that you because see that? she was like, "This is temporary. Oh, I can bro. do it." This was temporary. I said, yes. I said, I love you. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this woman believes right, in me. Right. This woman <laughs> believes in me. Right. Like literally, yeah. find your woman that really would would. Literally live under a cardboard box and still be there for you. Be okay and still be like, you. I'm rocking with you. Right. No matter what. We're mm-hmm. going to go from hard knocks to whatever we go to. I'm cool with that. That's what I got. So um, the shop that I was working at that where I was unlicensed in Long Beach with uh, my mentor, Will McClain, he sacrificed everything. So he's, Every he's the scene, owner? He was the owner, yeah. So he's yeah. like, okay, you yeah. come under my wing. He's like, it's come under good. my wing. I, I never knew this, but I knew that they didn't feel comfortable. The other barbers didn't feel comfortable with that because if State Board comes in, right. yeah. pew, right. you get... No, I know that. I'm dealing with get, that right it, now myself. Exactly. I, so it's, it's a dangerous place to be in. Right. Um, but he's just trusting God, and that's the most key Same thing, thing in I'm all of it. trusting in God. Like, I, I just... Exactly. I've, I've had the shop for five years, and yeah. I have unlicensed barbers, but I'm, I'm trying to... I'm starting to nudge them towards that direction where yeah. it's like, it's time. Don't be comfortable. It's exactly. like, And it's only temporary. Yeah. This sacrifice yeah. is momentary. It's not forever. Mm-hmm. It's just going it, to... It's it's for your professionalism at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. Like, you know and what I mean? Security. Like, security, right. Yeah. And, and not having to look over your back. And, and, yeah, and absolutely. And then it's just, I always, like I tell them, like... I, I want I see you guys as assets. I don't mm-hmm. want to see you as a liability. Yeah. And the moment the state board walks in and they see you, they look at you like a liability. So it's like, man, it's all a, it's just a little sacrifice for mm-hmm. a piece of paper. But mm-hmm. no, that's why I wanted to ask you, bro, because yeah. I I really feel like it's important. And a lot of people, there's a wave, there's a trend thing going on right now yeah. where you know barbering is cool. Yeah. You know, I started hair, cutting hair. It was. $12 a haircut mm-hmm. when I, in my first barbershop over 10 years ago. That's a lot and, of work. Right? And then now it's like to where I'm at now, 
at 75 a, a cut i'm like okay. bro like it's a trip how like we, yeah we we're we're demanding yeah. our respect we're, yeah. we're and we're putting yeah. tax on it. we're getting paid yeah but i'm seeing the new generation come in and i want to play and i want to pay their dues yeah. Well, yeah. I'm like, nah, yeah. like, we got to pay our dues. Yeah. We got to do it the right way because yeah. one day I tell them, you want to open your own shop. Yeah. You want to have your own studio. Uh -huh. You want to do this. You want to be a platform artist. Uh, man. You want to go and do these things yeah. and, and be on brands and all that. But right. if you don't have, you want to go on set, I tell yeah. them. The record label or the or the movie studios they don't pay you cash, bro. It's, it's they pay all stuff. you exactly. Yeah. They pay you with like a business. Yeah. Like you gotta get. And I'm like, you guys gotta play ball. Like, and I tell them, like I learned my hard way. I used to dodge the IRS. I'd be like, nah, mm -hmm. Uncle Sam, who? I don't know that guy. <laughs> now that I'm trying to get a house and I'm trying to do all these things, I'm yeah. like, learn from my mistake. Yeah. File your taxes. Do everything yeah. right, so you don't have to next. Say you know, that again. You know, you don't gotta. You, the, my dad always tells me this The lazy man works double You know what I'm saying <laughs> If you do it right the first time You ain't gotta do right. it again You know yep. what I'm saying right. So it's Facts. like A lot of guys that are cutting hair right now And you 20, 21 mm -hmm. Listen to me Take advantage of being 20, 21 Man It's only one be one year Man It's the rest of your life is ahead of you man I loved barber school You feel me? I loved barber me school Me looking back I loved it too And I, I, feel, I feel like I should have Paid more attention With the color stuff Because now the color Is big right now oh, Like yeah. dying hey, hair And all this stuff Going you know I, I agree I agree And I'm like dude I should have paid more Attention to that So yeah. now I can have Something to pull from Another re another stream of income yeah. You know Even yeah. braiding bro mm -hmm. Everybody's getting braids mm -hmm. now Growing their hair I'm like mm -hmm. bro When I was starting to cut hair Everybody was about waves Yeah now everybody's like curl spongy. Yeah. Now I'm growing it out for the curl sponge. I'm like, man, bruh. Man. <laughs> hey, hey, no joke though. You should, if you don't even know about them, check out Twisted Up uh, Cone, bro. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are, those are like family to me, man. But their brand is so key because you can wash it. It's it's so sanitary. It's the comb, right? Yeah, it's, it's the comb. It's, it's the, the little square. Comb. Yeah, yeah, I got that one, yo. No, it's mm -hmm. the circle. It's, it's, it's kind of shaped like an ice cream cone. Does that make sense? Okay, so it's like a circle I got the one into that's a like, diamond. Got you, got you. Yeah. I, I'm gonna look that one yeah, up because yeah, what I got is like a, a like a looks like the waffle. Yeah, they, yeah, 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 yeah. You got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's the one I got with the little pick at the end. Uh -huh. And I feel like I like that one better. Oh, than I got the, what you mean. Yeah. I like that one better than the the curl sponge because the curl sponge yeah. wasn't as sanitary. No, it wasn't. I was like, tell you throw that out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I would tell my clients like, I'll sell this to you, but I'm gonna only use it on you. Yeah. And you only bring it, and because I can't. I just after a while I was like, yo, all these people. Uh, -uh. Yeah. now we're in COVID for real. Yeah. I'm like, nah. Yeah. How and, has the, and this guy has always been a barber, dude. That anytime he cuts hair, since I met him, always wore gloves. Even before COVID. Even before COVID. Like yeah. I've been wearing. Always wore. Yeah. And then he, he told me, yeah, he yeah. says he hates hair splinters. True. True. <laughs> Bro, it's the worst. You're, you're driving home from work. And you have a hair splinter in one of your fingers or whatever, or in your fingernails. It's the worst pain you felt. You know, you know who is so adamant about that? JC the barber. Yeah, you know I actually I went mean? to barber school with him. Oh, that's even that's even better. Yeah, me that's even went to barber school dope. and we were at the same time. This is crazy because yeah, he was like. He was already up there in Barber's school. real, though. He is so he's real, so bro. He's so authentic with how nah, he is. I, and I'm, I'm cool with that. Nah, that's Because he, he demands super respect and he should get it. Exactly. Because of what he's done. For real. And what I like, this is this is what I like, is the fact that what you said about young Barber's trying to come up, wanting to become like a part of Babelist, a part of Wall, a part of Andy's. Andy's right. And they want to just get it handed to him. I was one of those kids that that was like, I never knew anything about any of these brands. All I knew about Andis, you know, the T-Outliner, all I knew Masters about was the 
masters. That was it. Right. You know what I mean? And then I got introduced to, to Babeless, and I'm like, wow, like, this is a dope brand. You know Thanks. what I mean? I know it was corded at first, but then it became cordless. And right. I was just like, this is cool. I love to be a part of this brand because this brand is dope. It's you know up and what I mean? Too. But what I like is I like the family orientation of of Babeless, the team. Right. They focus highly on the, the people. Barber and stuff. Not saying that, not no shade to any other brand, but I, I got to really meet those those men and women. You know what I mean? That's really like on that brand. It's so cool to just to know the the inside scoop to that. Right. But what I like about what you said about the kids, they want a handout. And I love Jay Majors because he oh, always yeah. talks about mm-hmm. the fact that people want handouts. Right. You know what I mean? They're, I got people asking me, put me on that baby list. I'm like, for what? What's gotta, the point? You got to grind for it. You got to grind for it. Make a name for yourself. Right. One Ring. of my favorite barbers, DL, the master barber, he was like, bro, what is the point of becoming Yo. that if you don't have, if you're not doing nothing for yourself? Right. You he bring said, value. You got to exactly. bring value to them for them to bring you on the platform. Exactly. Like, I watch DL Master Barber all the time. He's, a, he's, like, he's amazing, man. And you could take away the, the whole barbering name and just say, look, him as a person, he gives you so much wisdom. And he's like, look. I don't need to watch an athlete make money when I'm trying to make money for myself to right. live exactly. the way I want to. And that's what's crazy because it's like he's a barber, but you can see how inspiring he is still because yeah. he has so much wisdom. Yes. And that's what makes it motivates me that I want to be that type of barber. Where I can I yeah. can give wisdom to my clients and yeah. give them like even out of the podcast where it's like we giving y'all wisdom and mm-hmm. it's something that down the line you guys could use mm-hmm. and you guys could apply it yeah. not just be like oh they're just shooting the shit uh-huh. cause a lot of people have a podcast where they're just shooting the shit and mm-hmm. they're not giving you no substance yeah. and that's what I'm big on like yeah. barbering is about giving people substance you're not only changing their lives by changing their appearance mm-hmm. you're changing mentalities you yes. could be changing hearts you yes. could be amending hearts yes. sometimes you know what I'm saying cause some people they don't have a dad yeah. they don't have a big brother they don't have these conversations that in a barbershop that barber have if you're having these conversations, nobody's telling these kids what what a barber sometimes tells them. And uh-huh. I've even started telling my clients, "I love you, bro." Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Just because like you, life is short. Yeah, you never yep. know what could happen, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. The name of his barbershop is called New Life. Oh, New Life oh, Barber nice. Lounge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got Beautiful. I, was I, w- just... I I know your slogan. You don't come. So the how slogan, does that slogan? The slogan is the cut is free, but you pay for the experience. Hey, hey that's I a slogan. Like that. that's the I might have know? to use that as a caption, bro. You don't mind, right? I don't mind, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna slide. Hey, me, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna tag <laughs> you, and I'm gonna be like, yo, I'm gonna go. <laughs> that's his slogan. I remember that slogan every every time. I'm like, I look at PJ. Yeah, the cut is free. You come for the experience yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it you know and it's it's amazing because if i could just share on what the experience is people think the experience is me giving them facials or whatever but it's really the dialogue that we have that builds you here that's That's all i care about this is the trip because i do have a thing called on my uh books where it's like a new life experience Mm -hmm. but like i'll i'll put like some Dope, like motivational, yeah. either Eric Thomas or like Icky Johnson, mm-hmm. something. I'll put it on mm-hmm. and I'll start the haircut and then mm-hmm. we'll just start talking. And I'll, yeah. I'll probably put like a black mask, but yeah. like sometimes, bro, we just get lost in the conversation. Yeah. Next, you know, they still end up blessing me. And I'm like, it's yeah. all about the experience, it's yeah, all man. about how we vibe. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. So, so like, let's let's just put it like this we talked about being a father, we talked about what is it like. Um, being in a barbershop, you know what I mean? So let let me just tie this this way. This is my daily breakdown. So whenever I go to work or before I go to work, I wake up every morning at 5 o'clock, right? Everybody's asleep. I get to see the, the, the grace of what God has done, right? right? 
shout out to my mother-in-law because she we living with her right now and she's just been a blessing to us you know what i mean and it's, it's just amazing but um need that to say so i wake up at five every morning work out while i'm working out like before that even happens it's all about devotion so about all about what what's coming you know for today what what am i supposed to learn what am i supposed to do what mm-hmm. am i supposed to speak to Who that's your hour of power that's right my there. hour of power so after that I'm working out, and I'm in the back, and um, I see my son come to the window every single day. Dad, dad. You know what I mean? Like, that type of thing. Right, right. You see the joy of your Man, kid. For He's sure. right. I can't wait to see you. Mm-hmm. Same routine every single day. Practical. You know what I mean? As, it's as become possible. even almost like a ritual. Where it's it, like, it really is. Yeah. It really is. And then after that, you know, I was I was blessed to to have a friend by the name of Johnny Morales that was I went to barber school with, and he he helped me get into the shop uh, called San Dimas Barber Shop. And the owner of the shop, man, Steve New. Shout out to Steve. He's amazing, man. He he's been in the game for like thirty years or plus, and it's just like all he cares about is who you are as a person. That's all he cares 30 about. Thirty years, Come thirty here. plus years, man. I get, I get every day. It's a blessing to sit next to somebody, work next to somebody that's just full of wisdom, that's full of life. Want to see you grow, want to see you win. He doesn't care about nothing else but who you are here and who you are here. And if that's that's good, all of this he knows is gonna grow. Right? Does that make sense? Facts. So it's like you have a wonderful cast and the people that I work with, and it's like, whoa, it makes life easier. We can jail, we can grow. So when you have that, it's not work anymore. Nope. It's just all fun and grow. But when you're talking about playing like um like sermons and stuff, I'm like, look, I play Christian rap. I'm 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 huge on that. My brother-in-law is right. a Christian rapper. Uh shout out to CJ Emulus. And I, I listen to so many Christian rappers, even once it's upcoming. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know if you listen to any of that. Send me to send them on, slide them on my oh, yeah, DMs. Oh, yeah, I will, man. Send you, them, bro. You got to listen to Miles Minnick, George open. Rose. You got to listen to NK4. Only one I know people. is about Lecrae, really. Of course. You know? Those people that, are, that, are, that I'm naming, go see. 1K Few. Go see them. Right. They always around here. They care about what the message is that God is trying to put out since day one. What Jesus is trying to put out since day one. That's beautiful. Bro. They care about that. They care about reaching, outreach. They care about those things because at the end of the day, it's it's more than the music. Right. It's, it's literally connecting to exactly. High God, yeah, God high cares high. about relationships, Relationship. and we should too. You know what I mean? That's what's gonna make us better as people, as men. Because what I tell people is, my ninety percent comes from who I am at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because my first ministry is at home. Right. Yep. So if I'm not right there, period, my ten percent gonna show that. Right. My pastor calls it the iceberg principle. Facts. Everything that's yep. under the water, mm-hmm. you need to understand that you got to build that every single day. Because if I'm successful at home, my clients are going to reap that. Right. And I'm going to reap whatever they have too. And it's it's so it's it's so great, man, just to be able to understand that principle. And it's like every day, even here, I've been blessed to just meet you guys and just talk to you guys and grow. I can add to that, then boom, go to the shop like, man. I remember when, you know, such and such said this. Oh, man, I hope that helped you. You know what I mean? Right, like, it's right. just those things. Mm-hmm. Relationships create so much of a way out, man. It's not what you know. It's who you know. Facts. Yep. So that's and that's just, why I've that's been big recently where I've been realizing where it's like, I, I, I'm removing that slogan in my, my mind where yeah. it's like, no new friends. It's like, nah, I need new friends. God yeah. is sending me an abundance of the right friends because right. the old friends were not the right ones. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, I see that now where I'm like, yeah. nah, man, God places people in your life. Even... I, mm-hmm. I can even feel this is going to be a new friendship, yeah. you know, fostering from this. Because oh, yeah. I've even noticed that, like, God's put in my life. It was like, you need friends that are other 
other fathers. Mm-hmm. You need to start looking towards um, discipleship uh-huh. and fellowship uh-huh. with other fathers uh-huh. that also have common beliefs. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like I've I've realized it's like a lot of my friends that were my friends. We don't relate anymore because I'm in a different season. Uh-huh. They're in a different season. Yeah. And we don't share nothing in common. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And and it's as a man, it's sometimes we have to reevaluate our circle, reevaluate our life. Grow and you know, we gotta audit yeah. and, and check what we gotta, you know, remove and, and yeah. It's it's huge, but yeah, it, that's the sign the of maturity. Part sometimes. So yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. I have a question for you, bro. What's been your favorite part through the process of um barbering? Great question. What's been my favorite part of the process? Um, I would say just ask it a different way. I'm going to answer it. I guess what I'm really trying to uh, like thoroughly ask is like, what do you embrace about being a barber? Like, like okay. what's your favorite like, okay. thing about it? Yeah, it could yeah. be, it doesn't have to be one thing. It could be yeah. multiple yeah. things. Like, yeah. Because yeah. I feel like um, from hearing your conversations, I mm-hmm. feel like one thing could be motivating people. Mm-hmm. Like you know how you guys have like conversations. Yeah. I feel like maybe that can be part of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'm mm-hmm. putting words in. That, that's in, a that's a big part of it. It's it's the dialogue that we have. Um, whether you're brand new or returning, it, it's like I I enjoy waking up, getting to know whomever I've been cutting for years. Cause there's always something new. There's always something new going on. And it's like, I like to figure out like what's next for them. You know what I mean? And if I have like any resources, I want to give it to you Mm -hmm. because I didn't have those resources as much as, as the next person do. I mean, I can't give you the money. I can't give you the world, but I can give you something that can probably help you in the long run. Some wisdom, right? Some wisdom. So you try to remember like the conversations you had with them and then see like where you at now. How did you change? How did you grow? Yeah, and then- yeah. Not not just remember. It's it's really just trying to figure out like what's next. You know what I mean? Like okay, last week you said this. Like you said, remember. It's not really just all about that, but it's it's more of like the factor of just finding the joy and being able to talk to someone that's not the same person every single day. Mm. And you you get to say, all right, cool. I work with the same people every day, but there's something new still. However, when I see this person and it's a different person in my chair, I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about something new. Yeah, what's their story? Exactly, what are they what's your into? story? What are you into? What's you know your what I mean? What, what's your parents like? How are your parents doing? I like to know all those things because that lets me know who you are as a man. Mm-hmm. I have women too as clients. You know what I mean? So I enjoy that because they talk about every single thing, but that's one of my joys. But like I said in the beginning, I didn't want to cut hair at all. But I find the same joy and I have the same passion as I do from singing into my cutting hair. So it's like you're not going to miss a beat. I'm not going to miss a beat. You know what I mean? That's what makes me want to wake up every morning. So you, you learn to love it. You learn to love barbering because you found that that was the purpose God had for you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I love what he loved. So when you love what he loves, it changes the whole narrative because then your joy is going to be from a different place. It's not from what your strength is, your might, but it's from him. That's a powerful word. That's joy. Period. It's all see, joy. People, everybody's looking for happiness. Forget that. And there's a that difference dies. between happiness and that joy. That dies. It's temporary. Happiness, happiness is abating. Happiness is what's happening. You know what I mean? It's abating. It's, it's in the moment. Yeah. But it's... it's Exactly. And it's like, it's something that's created. You know what I mean? From from whatever you allow. It's like, 
You have a choice to be happy and you have mm-hmm. a choice to be sad. Everything is choices. You choose it. If somebody come at you crazy, you have a choice to respond accurately. What I mean by that, you could be like, man, I, I understand where you are. There's no no hard foul for that. Just do you, what you got to do. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I'm I'm all about correction. I'm all about love. You know what I mean? And that's what I received. That that's that's how I grew. And that's another thing is like pe- a lot of people are willing to help. Like if they see a, a problem or something happen, most people are willing to help. Mm-hmm. But not everybody's willing to love. Yeah, which is a different thing. Yeah. Which is the thing we're called to as Christians, right? <laughs> to love because we all want to help. You can find a bunch of Christians who can help. Yeah, or a bunch of non Christians who can but help. What is it to love? That's where you got to look at the scriptures and see what God's love look like. If God's love is not pouring onto you, it's going to be difficult for you to love another. Let's put it like this. God said, if I correct you, that means I love you. Mm -hmm. But if I don't correct you, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. You better be nervous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Correction is love. I rather have that than anything else, period. Because everybody sticks to to the main thing. God is love. That's it. Okay. But there's more to that. That might be the guide to you for that moment. Mm-hmm. But his correction is what you need. That's going to help you grow. That's why it's so great to have young men or grown men around you to help you grow because you can receive that. To be accountable. You exactly. Are, that as, accountability as, creates, as men, creates that room. As men in, in different stages, each one of us are in different stages. Mm-hmm. We all need to be pouring in and pouring out. But being you vulnerable. Know? You know, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> to like... To, I feel like being vulnerable enough also to be poured into because sometimes yeah. we need wisdom to be poured into us by uh, others. Yeah. And we need to be All able to time. be held accountable to listen to others and because and, and, we're in different seasons and there's some like and sometimes it's crazy. And we've also talked about this, how yeah. like, you know, the narrative before us was don't be vulnerable. Don't show weakness. Yeah, bro. Yeah. You know? That's stupidity though. And, and that's, that's bottling that's, up. That's be, the that's the opposite. Yeah, because that's what that's what that whole persona of being a, you're a badass and a Yeah, hard, you're a macho you're man, man, you don't yeah. cry. I'm a dog you and mm. you know, all that yeah. like scuffing yeah, nah. your shoes. Like, yeah. nah, bro, like man, I grown so far away from that now that I feel like a real man's gonna talk about how he feels and how he can overcome yeah. those emotions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it's it's Especially now, I'm seeing how hard it is to be a man. It's not uh-huh. easy. We got a lot of pressure, and the pressure is only re- re- um, relieved when you're connected to a higher source. Uh-huh. You know, because I've been where it's like your back is against the wall, and you feel like... <laughs> and now I knew the truth, though. Mm. But I never a- tapped into that. Mm. I never plugged into it. Mm. To that source. To the source, yeah. Yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's a whole different ball game when yeah. you're like... Tapped into the source And you're like yeah. How my boy you, said earlier You're worry free yeah. You're and dependent you know, on him yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. Cause it's like bro I've been I'm telling y'all It's been four months And there's only one income Coming out, out of, Straight out of cutting hair In that household right now mm-hmm. and So I know you're interviewing about me So let's talk mm-hmm. about that right there Because that's one of the questions That my wife always asks me To ask my, my mentor Will About But since you're here Let's mm-hmm. ask that question So How does that work for you? How did that become se- Successful for you? Honestly, it's been four months, and I, I, I've been asking God for that though. I've been really? praying. Yeah, I wanted to, really. I wanted God to give me the responsibility, mm-hmm. and and I felt like I was ready. And then it was crazy because I didn't. I thought it was gonna happen like, like down the line, and mm-hmm. I was like, she has a job or whatever. And mm-hmm. then one day she just called me crying, mm-hmm. 
and crying hysterically. And I was like, what's going on? She's like, I can't do this anymore. Uh-huh. They don't appreciate me here. And I'm dealing with so much. And me and you are always going at it. And yeah. I feel like it's like the pressure from work. And I was yeah. like, and I'm like, what's your call? What do you want to do? She's like, I want to quit. And I was like, well, you sure that's what you want to do? <laughs> yes, that's what I want to do. All right. I'm with you. I got you. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, because I'm very prideful too. So it was like kind of like, that was like pride also. Like, damn, I got her. All right, yeah. dope. Like, it's a, it's like in a sense of a no, good... No, well, as, as a guy, you want a, you yeah, want to provide. Yeah, it's yeah. like a good... It, that's, pro- a na- that's a natural instinct it's of like us a, to want to provide. Because I feel like pride yeah. is good. Yeah. And, and there's like too much pride is obviously bad, right? Yeah. So the, the yeah. good side of pride, it was a, a good amount of pride that showed up in that moment where mm. I was like, I feel good and um, a, inapt enough to provide for you and us. But then guess what happened? Mm. The first test came. Oh, yeah. And it was like, she was a property manager. So it was like, she quits the property managing job. Guess what happens? We got a dip. And it was like, bro. The place where they were living. Because yeah, uh, the, the place they had, they had a certain amount of rent. And it was because of the job. Exactly. Yeah. So, so they we had rent skyrocket. It was, it was either going to, we were either going to stay there because... Or and pay the difference, mm-hmm. or relocate and find something you know more decent, yeah. more cheaper, or whatever. Yeah. But it's like she was like, no, I want, I need some time off. I need to figure it out. And I was like, no, nah, I got you, yeah. man. We, uh, I would say like a couple, maybe two months before that, a month before that, mm. we had my um, brother Henry here, and he's a real he's a real estate investor. agent, nice real estate investor. He has a couple properties, and he's an agent also. So he had a house. I called him. And I was like, bro, do you have a house or are you selling anything or anything? Yeah. And he was like, bro, I was about to put this house on the market, but I'm willing to rent it out. And he's like, come by, come see it. And I went, bro. And it and that's was where the current it, place you're in now. Yeah. Nice. Down the street from here. It was all leap of faith, bro. Nice. Like literally God in the moment was like, like gave me the, it wasn't, it's cause it's like, I'm gonna look in the camera. It's not like you hear God like, take the leap. <laughs> Quit the job. <laughs> it's not like that. The right? opportunity just puts it. No, the opportunity will arise. The conflict will arise. And, and the, you the will decision have peace. has to be taken. Yeah. And like when you make the decision, you will have peace. That's when you know God is in control. Yeah. That's when you know God is like, it's all good. Your worry won't even be heightened. Like, yeah. And it in the moment I was like at peace, right? Uh-huh. And then after everything, then we got the house. We went in there, started getting everything. It was like the first week where it was like I started feeling like the doubt creep in, uh-huh. like how are you gonna do this and what are you doing? Like so uh, you know what I'm yourself. saying? Yeah. You know, and it's just your your, your human instinct starts yeah. playing, and it's like yeah. bills and all that, and Quiet. then life, and then the devil also starts trying to like mess with you and everything, bro. But I just, in the, in all of that, I was talking to these guys. I remember telling them one time, like, bro, I don't know if I did the right move. I don't know if this was right. I remember like right before a podcast, we spoke about it. And then that's where it goes into your support group. Like we talked about, like having your, your guys that can hold you accountable, that Uh can, you know, you can be vulnerable with and stuff, you know? And like, I thank these guys that they were there because, they actually gave me strength not to like give up and be like, all right, bro, you might feel like that right now, but tomorrow's yeah. another day. Just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You're gonna be all right. Yeah. Four months later, bro, like I honestly feel like it's it's a test. It was all a test for his testimony because uh-huh. we're still here. Uh-huh. Like even through the COVID pandemic, bro. And like, the other thing he's gotta say is when before pandemic, he had way more clients than he has now. Uh-huh. But the Lord has sustained him <laughs> with less clients. 
and still being able to provide. Right, bro. It's a trip. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's a trip. Same. Mm-hmm. Same. Like, Same. And, and, and that's what has me like, I'm more, my girl always tells me that because even before she quit her job, like, this is crazy, bro. When I was in my addiction, we were barely getting by like month to month. Damn, and it was bad. I was like, and I was even looking at myself like, bro, what are you doing with your money? It was real bad. 2020 was like, and it was getting worse and worse month by month. And she was starting to ask questions. And it's like, you're the breadwinner. You make more than me, but why isn't that adding up? Uh, and then I had to start like auditing myself and reevaluating like, what is what is really going on? What am I doing? And bro, like, I would just say, man, there's been, I relapsed three times in the process of getting sober. Uh, and I felt like God really helped me the last time. It was like, I'm going to deliver you from this. This is the last time. And it was kind of like now looking back, it's all grace, bro. Because I still believed in God. Like I was raised in the church and I still would watch sermons here and there. It just wasn't to where it's like I'm seeking his presence now. Like I actually seek it every day. Like I'm going to watch something. I'm going to pray. I even don't even listen to music sometimes just to see if I'm going to hear something. If I'm going to hear like it could be a faint sound or it could be just a a feeling that you get where it's like God speaking to you. Like the other day, man, me and my mom got into it and I said some stuff I shouldn't have said. But then like three days later, my God spoke to me in the shower, send your mom money. Just send her money, just to send her money. And it's like, I was like, really? Yeah, in the shower, I turned off the YouTube, went on Chase and just like, and that's how I feel like God recently has been using just any circumstance to speak to me, even through through people, you know what I'm saying? And like, you got to be vulnerable enough to let God use you because you don't ever know who is listening, you know what I mean? Like, he can speak through you and then you're just like, and as a barber, that's that's really what I've been like, been praying to God, like use me, make me feel, make my hands feel somebody, like make my hands create their appearance and make that feeling be something that's rewarding to them. But it's yeah. like, cause the the money's good, but it's like the rewarding feeling after them feeling good. Yeah. And then them also leaving the reviews like, yeah, man, I learned something new at that shop. It's either a documentary or yeah. a sermon or something yeah. like, like that to me is like, cause I, I, it's my barbershop. Yeah. So to me having a platform like that yeah. is huge, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, like, and, and I, I hope that one day you get there too. Cause honestly, yeah. bro, the way you talk, uh, you're you're damn near ready for that already. I like you have it. you have that insight, you have that vision, you have that um discernment, you have yeah. that leadership skill already too because you you're so willing to have be a men, be a mentee. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And yeah. like I'm in that stage where like I wish I had somebody where you can uh, somebody could pour into me, uh, but I'm in the stage where I'm pouring into these guys and yeah. I'm like, dang, it's so like tough because it's like when when you lack that, yeah. you see when you need it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. like. Sometimes I get it from clients, but the fact that they're not in the barber game is a different... I have to apply it in a different way. Yeah. But you see, you got your boy that's been in the game for 30 years, and he's giving you free game, bro. Yes, where it's he like, is. Like, that's why I love D.O. Monster Barber, because I just watch him on YouTube uh-huh. all day. Like, yo, uh-huh. keep... I need a man, DL. Keep uploading stuff on YouTube, bro. <laughs> I keep re-watching the same DL Monster Barber videos and stuff, like... Yeah, very true. You know? Very but yeah, that's kind of like my yeah. little story, bro. Like, yeah, that's And beautiful. I feel like any, anybody could do it, especially if you're a barber, man. Yeah. You just stay consistent mm-hmm. and um, always remember, be about your service. Yeah. And, and like, the the your clientele will reward you. Yeah. You know, they rock with, you know, that your energy is already welcoming, bro. So it's like... I appreciate it. If you still have that same energy and you, and you keep building on that, 
you're going to be booked. Like I tell everybody, as long as you have a smile on your face and you're happy to show up for work yeah. and you're available, yeah. that chair's going to keep spinning, bro. Like, yeah. Yep, and, availability is the best ability. Yep. Oh, man, that's well, true. thank you, PJ. Thank, Thank you, you very much, much man. We appreciate you being Hopefully here. we have a part two soon. You know? Man, let's do it. I'm down. I'm down That'll for sure. be dope. It's a blessing. We appreciate you being here and talking about your story. Thank you. Thank and, you. And, you know, that other people may listen to this and, you know, use your question, story for that. I got a question. Last question. Go you, for that. How did you uh, like your first podcast? I enjoyed it. You know what I mean? This first podcast, like, allowed me to really, um, really put my story together. But it also allowed me to, it taught me a lot about myself. Like, yeah, I talk a lot and I know I do, but it's like, it's amazing to That's really what just, to do. exactly. <laughs> but it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to see like, all right, when the lights is on, can you really do the same thing? Can you still be authentic? And I think you were so authentic, bro. You were real. You were real ass too, bro. No, real I appreciate talk. it. I appreciate. I, I learned it. a lot from you just in a little bit, like vice versa, brother. You know, little things yeah. that you said that I'm like, I'm gonna apply this, and and I'm gonna extend the the. We're gonna keep talking. Yeah, on, yeah. You know I'm, I'm down. I'm down. But I do appreciate this opportunity for real. Like, I didn't even do it for any extra clients. I did it because I really wanted to just talk to you guys and learn. Right. You know what I mean? Same here. Why bro. not? Right. Why not? You know. We got to connect. We're just bridging the gap, Bridging man. the gap. That's, That's how we're doing, man. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Thank you for the opportunity, though. I do appreciate you. Nah, Thank we you appreciate for having you, man. Yeah, I'm sorry I couldn't do it the day that you asked the nah, first time. Nah, nah, I was sorry, like, man. oh, man, I thought I sent him the message. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry, bro. We signed nah, it. We signed it, man. We got it done. We got it done. Did appreciate right you guys, though, man. Appreciate you. Yeah. All right, All right bro. You. Next Everybody time. have a good one. Good night, man. Peace. Thank you for listening to our episode. We appreciate your support. Remember to follow us on Instagram at The Current Pod, where you can share our episodes, review, interact with us, talk to us about what's going on. We appreciate your feedback and everything that you guys do for us and supporting us. Have a wonderful day.